Slip the jab. This is not a therapy session. And now, this is the moment fans have been waiting for. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's time! Big, big drama show, let's go, let's do it. It was only a matter of time. It's always just a matter of time. Just imagine if you bought a ticket. Stop it, Frank. You can stop it anytime. My goodness! Now he's, he's got, got the bat. bat now! That's it! He's out! He has done it! He hit it! It's all over! This is number one bullshit. Slips and bruises. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Slip the Jab. I am your host, Lino P., and with me today on his tippy toes with that MMA analysis to be talked about, the man who called the Super Bowl kickoff the opening pitch, my best friend and co-host, <laughs> Ian Ebbets. Hello, my friend. Hello, Paisan. my friend. <laughs> Paisano. So did you end up watching the World Series, aka uh, the, the Super Bowl? What are you uh, doing over there? What's I, wrong? The iPad's still giving you problems. It's all right. I did not. You didn't? I did not see the fight for the pennant. Because I, I seen you asking everybody what time the opening pitch was. I figured you, you, you were going to watch it, but you didn't. Yeah. I mean, I did learn what time the face-off was, but I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, that's you? okay. How did you enjoy it? It was good. We had a big party, big spread. Like I said, uh, everybody got along. As long as everybody is having a good time. You're good. And everyone's in a good mood then I'm good. I don't care what we're doing, what we're watching, what's going on. I, I bet it. You want to hear a funny story? All right. Real quick. Okay. So I bet, I put three bets. I bet the coin toss. I bet tails. I lost. And then I bet Cincinnati straight up with the spread. And it was like four and a half. They were getting four and a half. And I took them. Originally, I was going to take LA because Mookie's from LA. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I don't want to go against his team. And then the last minute, I talked to him, and he told me, he was like, no, dude, I want Cincinnati to win. I was like, oh, well, I was going to bet them because of you. And he was like, no, 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 I want Cincinnati to win. I was like, all right, then I'm going to bet Cincinnati because I had no dog in the race. Yeah. So then I went to go bet the over at the end of the game when I went to go check because mm-hmm. I should have lost the over. I checked. I won. I accidentally bet the under. <laughs> that was great so i won cincinnati straight up that's i won with the under under 48 and a half points and then i lost the coin toss so i made money i was super super duper drunk i i was feeling it honestly until today i'm starting to feel a little bit better now but that's how hungover i was i was hungover for two days monday and tuesday when i was trying to write the notes yesterday i felt like i was in like a fog like my like like everything seemed to really dizzy still yeah what did i say is that when i sent you a text and you had just i didn't even understand what you were trying to ask me yeah i you were definitely slipping yeah i was i was slipping i was slipping the jab (laughs) okay uh but yes i had a good time thank you it was a good excuse to to get drunk all right, before we get started, we want to say thank you not only to everyone who tuned into last week's episode 114, but everyone who tuned into the first episode of getting to know our new series, getting to know MMA Twitter, getting awesome. to know our new series, getting to know our new series. <laughs> Which is? <laughs> Every, everyone who checked out our new series, getting to know MMA Twitter. Ian, did you check it out? Not yet. 
You know, and you know, it's like <laughs> all right. Yeah, it was, it was great. I, <laughs> that was the best. And I, I realized I'm, I don't, I'm gonna be better with not doing that, making you feel so bad all the time. What do you I mean? noticed that last week when I was editing, I was doing that a lot. What, what was it? What, I was what like, come on, Ian, you don't care about your own podcast. This is your podcast. You gotta care, Ian. So <laughs> now on, I'm not gonna do that to you. I want to be a better friend. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. I got thick skin, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in. I just need, uh, I want. I want, I need peace. I have plenty, I have time to listen to it, but I don't have peaceful time gotcha. to listen to it. So I need peaceful time to absorb it a little better. I can listen and glaze through it, but. Right, right. Now don't do that. Listen whenever you can actually pay attention. Yeah. Uh, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. So we're going to keep it going. The plan right now is to release about one a month, hopefully two a month. But as you guys can see, we continue having technical issues when it comes to the video side. The first time we used Riverside FM mm -hmm. when you and I yeah, yeah, did I it, they lost the files completely. This time, the files were there, but the audio doesn't sync up. Uh, the frame rate is wrong. So uh, I contacted them. I'm sorry. It's, so a, it's, a, it's something so in the it's system. It's school. something we're looking into. What do I care that you're looking into it? I gave you money. I paid you for a month. And, and you just gave and me it a doesn't work. 70s dubbed over film. Thanks. Yeah. So that's why it's been a week out. Now I have to use the backup file. And the backup file looks like the one you and I used. It looks mm. shitty. Yeah, yeah. And that was the whole point I used Riverside FM is because it's, it's supposed to have the best quality that you can get. Like that's it. For remote podcasting, they have the best quality. And this is twice now that I used them. That's, and and that's, twice it's, it's terrible quality. Yeah. Over two is not a good, especially... When we used it the first time, that, I mean, it's not good because you lost the files. They I mean, lost the files completely. A, I mean, yeah, I mean. This time I have them. Like, I have the one where it's me, and then I have Mookie separate, but they don't sync up. And that's the way you have to do the videos. You put them together, and then, you know, you snap like this. And then you watch on the video to see where the snap is, and you align them, mm -hmm. and then put the audio with it. And Mookie's is off, I noticed. Like, I got them to line up, and it was fine. And thank God... I didn't export it yet. I had went to go look for some at the end of that video, mm -hmm. and I noticed that it was off big time. I was like, what the hell is going on here? And do you mean export to yourself or export to the world? I was getting ready to export it to myself to get it out to the world, to upload it to YouTube. And okay. thank God, I for some reason, I went towards the end to go check something out real quick, and I noticed that it was off, because that would have been super embarrassing. So once you... Oh, so once you export to yourself, there's no going back and changing. Is that what you're saying? Or you just meant you didn't want to miss? No, I wouldn't have known. If I would have exported it out to the desktop, and then I just would have shot it up to YouTube, okay. and I wouldn't have watched it again because I already edited it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wouldn't even have known. Somebody would have had to let me know, hey, you know this is... Sucks. This is all, yeah, you, this sucks. Thanks for putting out a crap product. Yeah. So um, I have the backup file. So we are putting out the video to that. It's going to look just like the one that Ian and I did, and... Um, We'll see. I'm already looking into where I'm looking into a new remote podcasting software okay. for the next one we're going to do. And it is going to be coming out soon. And you see, man, this is another reason why I was worried about going to video. And it's an, it, it, I'm going to be honest. It's another reason why I don't like video and I prefer audio as a product because we're adding a whole other feature to it, which is a whole other host of potential problems and more things to go r yeah. wrong and the other thing is with audio you can make a much more cleaner and enjoyable experience 
for the listeners. Like when you edit, you can make it flawless. Like you can make it a masterpiece. And with video, there's only so much you could do because now you're not just listening with your ears, you're looking with your eyes. Yeah. So that was always my worry with, with doing this, but we'll we'll get it right. We'll get it right. And thank you again to Mookie for being uh, our first guest. I think we picked the right person to be the, the first. I mean, his handle's at SlipsterOG, for Christ's sakes. Has to be. Has to be. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It has to be how you roll. He was a good guest. I, I think I could have done a better job of interviewing, but... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't listen yet, so I'll be the judge of that. Okay. I'll give you the feedback when <clears throat> I get to it. I, you know, the thing is, I've been with you so long, and I've been interviewing you for two and a half years, so now you throw a different person. Like, I know you. Yeah. Like, I can look at you. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I know when it's okay to make a joke, when it's not okay to make a joke. I yeah. know what'll make you laugh, what won't. And some of the, like, I, I would notice that, like, I'm the host, right? So I'm the conductor. Mm-hmm. I'm the director. Like, I, I push us to whatever flow I want the podcast to be. And a lot of the questions that I asked them, and this is why I told you that I think you'll really like that episode, is a lot of it had to do with like mental health, yeah. PTSD, stuff that you would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I found mm-hmm. I found myself, I noticed this afterwards and a little bit while I was doing it, that I would take us to a serious place. Yeah. And then in the middle of that serious place, I would go and throw like a joke in there to try to lighten the mood too but some of them wouldn't land and like you know i'm looking at mookie's face like he's in the middle of like saying this really serious shit right here and i'm throwing this like joke out there and this really isn't the time for that and i even mentioned it to him afterwards he was like no man he was like i i you know you're trying to bring it back and i get it and this broad is that her again because i'm gonna pick it up you know what i'm gonna do to that (laughs) alexa i'm gonna i'm gonna smash it against the brick wall (laughs) That thing's gone. It's not going to be here no more. That's it. Um, so yeah, but um, take a listen and tell me what you think. And uh, I have to get something off my chest now oh. instead of at the end. Are you sure? Yeah, you yeah, know you're before, ruining your own format. Before we, I, I know, but this is the, this is a segue to all that, so all it right. fits here. It fits here. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, before we get to the topic overview, I, I want to get this off my chest. B- and be honest with me. Do you resent me at all for, do- for doing... Yes. for ho- You do? Do I you know, know where I'm going? No, I don't. Do you resent me at all? For- oh, I just, I just meant in general I resent you. So. D- you do? Just- <laughs> for hosting that series without you? No. Okay. Why? Well, I don't know. Why would I? That's like childish, I think. Well, I mean, it's our, it's our podcast. And then I went ahead and just like, you know, I'm doing it without. And people are very surprised. Like the the people I'm having on as guests, they're like, oh, I can't wait to come on and talk to both of you guys. And I'm like, well, it's actually going to be, you know, it's just going to be me. And then it's kind of awkward. We're like, well, why isn't Ian going to be there? And, it, you know, like there's three reasons. Oh, I, I get, So this is like your, uh, what's it, Justin Timberlake, and you're going out on your own. Yeah. You're doing solo projects. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to say we're still going to be a band. Was he in NSYNC or Backstreet? NSYNC. Okay. You were going to act like you're coming back to NSYNC, and yeah. then you just, you just aren't. Yeah. Maybe in 30 years we'll do like a reunion, but you're just solo act. All right. I, I'm on the cutting, I'm on the cutting room floor. All right. Do All you right. Want now to- I get it. Do you want to know why? <sighs> I, <laughs> do you want to know why I didn't even bother to ask you if you wanted to be involved with this project? 
Yeah, you don't like me. I no. I got loud and clear. <laughs> Three reasons. The first one was I didn't think you'd have time to prepare and write notes because you'd have to host it with me and get ready for it. And 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 then, you know, it's like this thing where I kind of record when I have time. So it has to work on my schedule mm-hmm. for the setup because everything, you've seen how the studio gets completely changed. looks like a completely different studio. The second one was I honestly didn't think that you'd be interested in the subject matter. Like, you're not really, you don't have your finger on the pulse of like MMA Twitter. You can care less about what's going on on Twitter and you know what I mean? I figured like you'd be on there like this is some corny shit. Why did we do this series? You know? (laughs) So I didn't bother to do it for that. And then, and then uh, the third thing is, you know, something gets lost in my opinion, at least when you have more than two people on a remote podcast in person, it works a little better, Mm -hmm. but on a remote podcast, even when you have two people, there's like a delay. So you're trying to see who's talking, who's going to stop. Okay, now I can go. And there's a slight, and then now when you have three people added on there, it gets even more confusing. Mm-hmm. So those were the three reasons. But I think about that all the time. I'm like, does Ian resent me because I didn't even ask him if he wanted to do these with me? Well, no, I'm all right. Because you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't even care, right? Like, you don't care. I don't if know, I would have asked you, would you have even done it? Uh, no. <laughs> okay see that makes me feel better because I, I know you and that's what i figured i don't know i mean i'm i'm on twitter i i connect with people i like the people we connect with and i, and I welcome that with people new people old people but as far as i don't know i don't know the twitter world i'm yeah. not proficient in it at it yeah i'm not like if we had yeah, on I'm like booger beard or mac molly like, you don't know who they are. I do know who they are. Well, I mean, we, we, you know who they are, but I'm saying to interview why, them. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, you, so you'll just kind of be there in the background, and I didn't, I didn't, you know. Yeah, I'd just be there for beauty. Yeah, which, I mean, there's a lot of beauty there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll help. But I'm, I'm saying, so. I, I'm, I, just, I just, I'm just the eye candy. It'll be wasted, wasting your time. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. There, so that's it. I just wanted to get that off my yeah. chest, and, and you know how I am. I always have to tell you, you know. I mean, I feel like I'm constantly doing that in our friendship. Ian, are you mad at me because of this? I'm not. Ian, do you care about good. this? And everything you said makes sense, and it's it is a great prod project for you to undertake, and then you to do this because that's everything you said. Your fingers on the pulse. You know how that social media world works far better than me so yeah and it's it's wild because i'm noticing like there's some people who like that but new people there's new listeners because of that okay but then there's ones who listen to like this our regular series yeah that don't want to listen to that so it's almost like two completely different animals so i agree crossover to some extent it's like a venn diagram there is a middle piece that overlaps but like you said there's still definitely separate right pieces to that okay well uh I'm glad I got that off my chest. Thank you. I'm glad you're not upset. I'm not. Okay. Never mind the tears when I go to bed tonight. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, we'll, we'll make it better. We'll bring some laughter into it to uh, take away your tears. Let's get to the main topic overview and let everybody know what we're going to be talking about. Bring some energy. Let's okay. go. On this episode of Slip the Jab, Israel Adesanya said to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. 50% of UFC fans responded back and said, you know what? You're absolutely right. And Whitaker did just that. 
We'll let the listeners know whether or not we thought Bobby Knuckles did enough to get it done, recap the entire card, including the prelims, which were the most fun, and give our slip picks and e-analysis for UFC Vegas 48, Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Rogan was MIA due to a scheduling conflict and fans are breaking out the tinfoil hats. Two fellow MMA Twitter content creators are going to hop in the cage for a scrap. Cain Velasquez was training with the Eagle doing half-ass push-ups on the mat. <laughs> and Habib responded back and said, no, 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 not like that. The example you make for the class right now is very bad. <laughs> we'll also drop a hint about what Slip the Jab has coming up on tap and end with a Shui Vasa post-fight song of the week. As always, we have too much to talk about, so why waste time? Let's get right to it. Wordplay, Lino. <laughs> Beep, yeah, You like that last one, what Slip the Jab has coming up on tap, huh? I you hit like me with that. those eyes. You got it. I like that. Okay, all right. First up, we got UFC 271 recap. Israel Adesanya defeated Robert Whitaker via unanimous decision. 48-47, 48-47, 49-46. Let's just cut to the chase with this one. Yeah. All right. This wasn't the exciting fight that we expected it to be. This wasn't the exciting fight that we hyped it up to be last week. What this became was just another excuse for fans to argue with each other and call each other stupid casuals, (laughs) you know, and it's been a while since we had a fight where fans were so split And the scoring was just all over the place. Some fans have Izzy winning four rounds to one. Some have him winning three to two. Some have Rob winning four to one and three to two. It's all over the place. How did you have this scored? Well, let's let's start with this. You and I both watched the fight twice, right? Yes. On separate days. Yeah. Watched it and then took a break. I think I watched it two or three days later. I watched it for the second time last night. Okay. So we had enough time to absorb the energy and, and how it went live, like like most people do. And then, you know, and I don't do this with every fight. I don't think you do. You don't watch every fight twice. I don't need to. Yeah. Some, sometimes yeah, I, I mean. I, I'm confident in what I saw. But, you know, like with uh, what Reyes, John Jones, I watched that fight like six times. Okay. See? Before we recorded our episode. And that's the thing. We sort of, we don't have, we didn't have much communication, but just enough with that we realized we should both, you know, we need to watch this again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no beverages, under a microscope, less energy because you already saw that, you know, a new shade of eyes. So we both did that. And now, is it my turn or your turn? No, it's still your turn. It was All always right. your turn. Oddly, maybe not oddly, I had the same a thought and opinion as to how the fight went down both times. So I sometimes I go back and forth or I hear other people's views, so I try to look at it through their lenses, and that helps me learn or change my mind or opinion. This time I did that, and I didn't change. And I, I had it four rounds to one for Izzy. I I gave... You got that Bisbing card. I gave Knuckles the, the fifth round, and first was clearly Izzy. I think fifth was more clearly Whitaker, and I had two, three, and four pretty darn close, but I still gave it to Izzy, and I want to hear yours before you know I go into explaining why and what I saw, so why don't you you hit me with yours? 
Oh, Ian, mine's a very confusing one. I don't know who won anymore. When I first scored it that night, I had Izzy winning one through three and Whitaker winning four and five. Okay. And then after the fight, everybody's talking about this second round. The second round, I don't even see how anybody could score it for anybody but Bobby Knuckles for the second round. What are you guys watching? What are you watching? I'm like, geez, man, like, there's this isn't just one or two people saying this. Mm-hmm. You're talking about half the MMA fans are saying that he won that second round. So I said, in particular, I have to go back and watch that round. In particular, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wanted to see the second. Emphasis, focus on two. After watching it again, dude, I, th- I think... Whitaker won that second round. I really think a strong case can be made because of the takedowns that he won that second round. So if he won that second round, that for means you, with the original scoring that, I had, yeah, that would you, put that him, puts him in a winner, three to three to two. Right, right. So that, but but things got even worse after that. I get to the third, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. This one's close too. Like, how do I, I mean, I don't know. This could go either way, too. Because, like, some people are saying that they had they had Whitaker winning two through five. Okay. And I'm like, I don't understand how you can get there. But then I watched the third, and, it's and I'm like, I don't know. This is, this is tough, too. Like, I can see why somebody would do, would score it. So I came to the conclusion that I wish it would have been a draw. Hmm, okay. I would have liked to see it as a draw. That's how I scored it. And you and I, I scored it as a draw because it's just... It is too close to call. I'm too back and forth on too many rounds, except for the first and the fifth. The first is Izzy 100%. It's hard to argue. It's hard for anybody to come up with anything different there. If yeah. you do, uh, you're just wrong. Sorry. And and I'm then and, and then wrong. the fifth, Mike Beltron, I don't understand how he didn't give the fifth to Robert Whitaker. He gave him the second, but he didn't give him the fifth. That is is odd to me. That you gave him the second, but not the fifth. That that riddles me. I mean, this, this this is all over the place. I mean, Mike Beltron, the only round he gave him was the second. Douglas Crosby gave him the fourth and fifth, and that's the same as uh, your original. As Jacob was the fourth. Yes, and that was my, my original card. Was just like Crosby. It was just like his and uh, Jacob Montalvo. But but now looking at that second, which that's the only one Mike Beltron gave him too, was the second. I don't know. I think that there's strong cases out there that Whitaker might have won that fight. So I don't know. I don't know where I am with this. I'm very lost. I don't know if I'm ever going to know for a fact. That's why I'm saying in my eyes, if anybody ever asks me in the future, I'm going to say it was a draw for me. I it like was, it. It was a draw. So I like it. you don't hand out too many draws. So I like it. No, I don't. I don't hand out too many draws. So now I want to hear your logic for sure. For for me, you know, we already established one for Izzy, five for Whitaker. So that yeah, for me, I don't that see lives, how you could do anything different. And I agree with that. So to me, there's two, three, and four, and you know, Whitaker had. Uh, a couple takedowns and more attempts, but he didn't really capitalize on them. He took him down, and he didn't do much. He threw, you know, the one time he took him down against the fence, he threw a couple, like, three little right hands that were not power. And but it's Izzy, still a takedown. True. And, I'm and hey, takedowns are points. They're legit. But 
you know, he took him down, but then when you don't do much and the person pops up pretty easy and you don't have great control, I, I still give it, you know, there was something, some of the other takedowns he pops up. So you add that in, and so I'm not discrediting takedowns, but as I watch the fight, you know, who controlled the octagon, who controlled the tempo, pace, those are Izzy. And, and it really looked like if you watch that fight and even two, three, four, to me, it looked like Izzy was the bully of the fight. He's walking you down. He's doing this. He's attempting to land stuff. You're the one moving away, barely engaging. Um, Izzy was barely engaging himself. True. And at times, yes. But he's the one trying to kind of bring the fight. He's the one that you're saying, you know, in my head, it was just a, this repetitive thought of, Whitaker, what are you going to do? Are you, are you going to fight back more? Are you going to do this? You're, you're, you're doing too much moving back and not enough aggression. Izzy's, even though not maybe landing a little bit more, he's still moving in to land stuff, and you're moving away and sort of. But that's then, how you beat Izzy, though. Whitaker can't fight. That's how he fought him the first time, and that's how he got laid out. You know, like to beat Izzy, you have to make Izzy come to you. You have to fight backwards because Izzy loves to fight backwards. He loves to make you come to, to you and counter you. So he had to sort of fight him like that. That's why I'm they were saying, saying at the beginning, DC said that Romero, he has to fight the way Romero fought. And I said, which means, please don't. Which means doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Don't fight. Like, please don't talk like that. But yeah. it, that's sort of what DC meant in a way. It's like, because that's how Romero fought him. Romero didn't play Izzy's game. He tried to make Izzy come to him. Yeah. But, I mean, and whenever Whitaker did connect with him, even on his sort of stronger shots, they just had no damage or effect on Izzy whatsoever. It was sort of like, Izzy's like, what? Like they were almost uneventful strikes. And I don't understand why, uh, on a side note, I think Whitaker, I don't know, somebody probably has the number. I think he threw like 13 right hands in the entire fight. Like, why did he take, do we know, was he injured, of a shoulder injury, anything with his right? Because to me, he took away one of his weapons, his right hand, like, I think 13, maybe 14. I don't even know if that many strikes with his right hand. So that blew my mind why he just fought sort of jabs and sort of overhand, like, left hooks. So it, the fight, some of the things baffled me, but I still... Yeah, I still think if close two, three, and four. I do think we're close because of the takedowns, but I, I, I just didn't give Whitaker those three. Is uh, it enough but, to where you would argue with somebody who thinks that Whitaker won? You know, is it one of those situations where it's like I can't? Die, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to die on my. On I'm not going to die on that hill right. because they were close. Yeah, but those are the reasons that I just can't. And again, I tried to keep an open mind when I watched it the second time. There was no beverages involved. I'm focused. I'm not hearing what the commentators are saying if they have a bias or pushing you oh, in yeah, one we'll direction. Get to that. Or a crowd noise for cheering extra for this yeah. or that. Uh, you know, I took that out of my out of my focus, and I still came up with the same thing, which I was actually surprised I did. But I I did. So well, I don't that's know. how it goes sometimes. Yeah. What what could Whitaker have done? to tip the scoring in his favor big time where there were no questions asked. Throw the right hand. He, he took away one of his own weapons that might have helped. And 
there are a couple times, and I do think, ooh, did DC mention it? I think DC mentioned it throughout the fight. When the takedowns were over, he didn't put together this chain wrestling to at least tie him up, make this a dirty fight, push him back against the fence. If he popped back up, go back in, try to get him down again. Because Whitaker has the toughness, the attrition, the conditioning to just keep going for that takedown. So even though that might make for a sloppy, ugly, boring fight, I think that would have helped tip the scales in his way. Because Izzy popped back up and then defended some of your takedowns like it's no big deal. But if you would have kept that pressure in the takedown department, yeah, it would have showed like, all right, well, you had maybe a little more ground time. Or even if not, you had him up against the fence more. And what, know, yeah. what that reads is yeah. more time you have somebody pushed against the fence is you still review that and view that as control. Yep. And yeah. that would have been that would have been the factor I think that would have made the difference. Even if you wouldn't have landed any of those strikes more, or got any more takedowns than you actually did, if you'd have went for second and third efforts to go for it or push him against that fence, that would have been it. That would have been it. That's what I was trying to say last week with the Joker and Strickland. I was saying that I wish that sh- that the Joker would have at least tried to get him up against the fence and yeah. went on control. Like he didn't even try that. Yeah, like, yep. And it's a bummer because, uh, you know, it's not that I have something against Izzy, but if I had a dog in the race, it was Whitaker. Yeah. I, you know, I like Whitaker. He's a good dude. Yeah, I, I just wanted him to win. Yeah, he's a good dude. He put all his eggs in that basket, so I wanted him to win, and I, I still couldn't lean in his direction. Sure, sure. Let me ask you this. After that first round, I saw no answer for anything that Izzy was doing. Whitaker had no answer. The leg kicks, Izzy the looked calf so kicks. good. I thought it was going to be an early night. I kept saying it to my wife. I was like, oh, he's on tonight. Like, this is this is going to be a quick night. I don't see him getting out of the second. Next thing you know, the momentum starts to change. Suddenly, Izzy doesn't look like the same Izzy that was in the first. Whitaker is now starting to gain a little momentum on his side. Now, what I want to know, what I want to ask you is, is it because Izzy somehow slowed up where he got worse, or did Whitaker get better that neutralized something that Izzy was doing in the first? Because that Izzy we seen in the first was a completely different fighter from two to five. Mm-hmm. Completely different fighter. Yeah, the one thing that that baffles me is I honestly don't think Whitaker was too far away from being finished with calf kicks. I don't think if Izzy would have put extra emphasis to bury that lead leg calf, I think he could have finished the fight by the third. Because Whitaker's tough as nails. So I think he lasts longer than a high majority of fighters with calf kicks. There's a few people that eat them and, all right, I'm still going to move forward. He's one of those people but still, and how powerful is he kicks with the sharpness of his bones because of his mm, thin legs yeah. cutting right into the yeah. meat of your calf. Ugh. No matter if you're super tough, it's it would have took away that tool. So he would either finish them with calf kicks or he would have been such a statue, he would have landed like a devastating head kick or a punch. So yeah, I don't understand why he didn't just... If I was his corner, I'd have said, you landed... Decent calf kicks. Look at his leg. It's swollen. It's 
it this is almost Figgy, ruined. Figgy Moreno all over again. Yeah, I was, that, that was the, well, that was yeah. what we were upset. At. Why didn't Figgy keep throwing the leg kicks? They I, were working. Yeah, like again, same. Like you said, you hit the nail on the head. You're so close to finishing the fight. His corner should have been shouting. You threw a decent amount. Double that up. I want double the amount on there. You know, protect yourself from that left hook. Mm-hmm. But go in there and you'll finish this fight. So you think it was fight IQ? That's a good. I think I might say, yeah. Wow. Okay. And, okay. But here, you know, here's what we don't know. Did Izzy hurt his leg? Well, that's what we said for Figgy. Yeah. Do, uh, we said the same damage, thing. That maybe you know, Figgy's leg was damaged and he couldn't throw anymore because his leg yeah. was. Yeah. Is, is it a risk reward? Yeah. Like I'm landing these, but and I'm starting to be a pain. And this is a five rounder. So if he's, and I know he's tough. And if I burn my legs out in pain. Yeah. Do I see that they're hurting them as much as they are? That's why you need your camp to be the one to reiterate. They are working. Yeah. Sometimes you need them. I'll listen when you talk, bro. There you go. <laughs> I'll listen when you talk. <laughs> um, all right. How I about like your this? Hat. I, I love this hat. I, I just want this. My I, favorite hat. I told you that before we started, but I wanted to say it for all the slipsters. He has a very smooth hat on. My so old man hat. I'm going to have to take a picture. Yeah. And send, send him a picture. Yeah. I've had this. I don't, dude. Let me think. How old is this hat? Like seventeen years old. It looks new. And what is that? A, uh, it's a gray wool scally. So for those, is that how you? What you? I always called them old man hats. Some people scally, call them old man hats, cab driver hats. Yeah, you know. But I've never ever. Scally. I've never found another one like this. I have so I, I've tried and tried over all those years where I thought it was lost. I tried and I could never find like the this, fit, the finish, the, just everything yeah. about it. Yeah, I just it's my favorite hat. But thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Sorry. Um, that's okay. Let me hit you with this. <clears throat> Remember a few weeks ago, I asked you if you thought some fighters start to become boring as they start to make it to the top of the ladder. Remember I asked yep. you that? Do you think Izzy's one of those fighters? I I can't answer that yet. I want to see one Jesus, more fight. Jesus, what else do you have I wanna, to see? I want to see one more. <laughs> can't answer that yet? Let me answer. Yeah, he is. I, I can't. <laughs> he is. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree afraid with to that. lose. He's, I, he's the one of the I most. he's playing it a little safe. Dude, so. 100%. He, you know what's frustrating about Izzy? Is he can be one of the most exciting fighters mm-hmm. if he wants to be. Yeah. But he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be because he's he he just wants to win. He wants to make sure that he gets out of it. He plays it safe. But he doesn't go in there to I want to see finish. Kill you. Yeah, yeah. to finish you. Because he has the all the abilities to finish. Every time. Yeah. Every time he can finish you. And he just doesn't want to go there. Which that's I don't up- understand it. Which that brings up, um, I don't know, maybe this was social media. We've been going back and forth and, and on here as far as him and Anderson Silva. So he... He ain't no Anderson Silva. He puts himself in the category of Anderson no. Silva or better because he beat him. But Anderson no. Silva, Anderson Silva, once he hurt his leg, the Anderson Silva we know... Because he beat him. He beat, How old was Anderson Silva? He was aged past his prime Come and coming back from that injury, he never recovered fully. So we can't count the Anderson we all know and love as the goat once the leg snapped. Yeah. That that took him out of the and category. And he still, he, he still couldn't 
finish Anderson Silva. Like, he still didn't look all that great against Anderson Silva when he fought him. And you fought an old Anderson Silva, and you didn't do that great. With a bad leg. Yeah, with a bad leg. And that was sort of a boring fight where we had to start making excuses for you, talking about that's your idol, and maybe that's why you didn't want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that wasn't a great... No, he needs to calm down with all that talk. See, the thing is now, Izzy's going to start racking up title defenses. Like, he's saying he has five. Some people say he has four. He says he has five because of the interim belt or whatever but you can start racking up all these defenses you want my man but the problem is the fans eventually they turn on you you're right they They turn on you because it's not all about title defenses for them you know they want to see mighty excitement they want to see yes anderson silver john jones they want to see you finishing people Mm -hmm. dana white you think dana white loves what you did on saturday he doesn't my man Trust me, he doesn't. He probably, all that money he just paid you, he's probably like, damn. You know? <laughs> like, damn, man, overpaid this kid. Yeah, there's, I mean, but again, uh, to the other helping folks out with the other side, if you're there to keep your title and, you you know, you do whatever you can to get the W and you play it safe, it, it, that's not a bad idea. Will it lose some fans? What would Will you it do? lose some interest? Will it lose? What would you do? It's is so, that how you want to win? This is it's such a it's such a double edged. I don't want to be remembered like that. You're right because part of you says I don't want to be remembered like that. I want to go out there like the people we love on the wall right behind yeah. you. Nate Diaz hasn't won a fight in 50 years. You think people care? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, to him, he's won every fight. Yeah, but yeah, he has <laughs> the re- <laughs> and his brother and his brother. But to the rest of the the world, he hasn't won a fight in 50 years. But when he comes, he comes to fight. Yeah, and that's the part. But again, if I have to make a point to the other side. You want titles, you want money, keeping a belt and being the title champ, that gets you the money. So if you're like, I want money, and I want money. Yep, that's the other side of it. Then, and I want records, and that record is, you know, when you put down title defenses, you and I, big fans, Mm -hmm. podcasters, will nitpick and say, but let's look at finishes. Look at let's look at the grit of the man or woman behind this. Yeah. We'll have those conversations. But to the people forty years from now, you know, will they just look at well, he got this many title defenses, and that will stand. So right. Did you see? Uh, did you catch the paper scissors rock <laughs> yeah, game? Yeah, did yeah, you the, catch it? I threw was, it out there, and nobody caught it. That was funny. It was that was like pretty he just good. Put his whole hand over the fist. Yeah, and block back. <laughs> it was good. good. It, it was, was really good. It would it, it would have been even better if he would have continued the way he did in that first round, and he did that because he could have said like he beat him before the fight even started, and then he finished him real quick after that. That would have been some baller shit. But it took a, his performance took away from how cool the paper scissors rock was a little <laughs> bit for me. But uh, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was pretty uh, pretty funny. Question: Yeah, we communicated. I don't know via Twitter or something during the fight. Did you and and I sent you a message? Did you watch in between the third and fourth round? Did you About hear? The hand? Yeah, did you hear him say? I heard that? Rogan say it. No, no, not Rogan via texted into Anik. Okay. I meant. Yeah. Did you hear Izzy say it I, in between near the in between third and fourth round to his coach almost right before the fourth round started? Did you hear that part where it said like, 
hand hurts. I didn't, but it's not because I, I didn't, because I wasn't like paying attention for it. When you listened back the second time, it was there for a fact. That's what I want you to hear. Please go to it because it's. But did tough. you hear it? I did, but I want to. You're make the one sure. bringing it up. Well, but I want to see if you agree because it's it's hard to hear. I, you have oh. to really focus. Oh. So I heard okay. it during the fight, and I'm like, okay, his hands hurt because he said it. Yeah, you texted me right away, and then I think you asked me, well, which when? Hand? No, I which said, which hand? Which hand is it? Yeah, yeah. And then we were trying to figure that out, but then I went back when I watched the fight over, and I'm trying to pay attention to what I heard again. And that's when I heard it. Mm. And then I played it back like three times. I'm like, am I crazy? Sounds like he said right before, like, you know, hands hurt. Would he lie about it? I want you to go back and listen to uh, see if I'm hearing okay. things. I will. I'll do, I'll do it after the podcast. Okay. Do, okay. do you think Another he people. would li- like, do you think he would lie about it to try to hide an injury? Wouldn't he want to say, yeah, I broke my hand. And Never that's the it. reason why I didn't look as good tonight or it could be so many either ways with him, right. to be honest. Yeah. He's, he's tough to read as far as when that goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let me ask Do you. I believe him when he tells the truth? I don't know. Do I believe him when he lies? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. You know, he's not always super yeah. genuine up front with some of his comments. Right. Let me ask you this. How do you feel about Izzy and a lot of people always saying, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ dominantly? dominantly almost saying you have to put in extra work if you and i do 50 50 if it if the if the round is even completely even the champ always gets the nod just because he's the champ how do you feel about that i'm so glad you brought that up that's a great topic because i'm so annoyed with it. it it's funny because i grew up hearing that from clyde my father told me that from Three, four years old. He said, this is, he goes, like it or not, this is how it works. You got to do, he'd say, beyond beyond a shadow of a doubt, you have to have everybody say that you beat the champ. And I don't agree, I don't like it, but I see where it's at. Because the champ or whatever, you know, versus the incumbent, if you're the champ, you you already have people's mental portion towards you because you are the champ and you already won so there's already a bias whether you want to go in with a bias or not there almost always is and the more dominant or longer of a champ you have been the more of that little bias that everybody sort of has that's why it is so no i don't agree with it at all but i get (laughs) i get what it means and i get why and it's and the saying i don't believe comes from like you have to do that. It's you have to do that to outweigh the psychological profile of the champ. Mm. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because even Chandler brought it up. You know, he was tweeting about it, saying that he was. You know, he 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 was pretty uh, ruthless to Izzy. He was like, they just gave you all that money. Fight. Like, don't come here to spar. You know. And he was like, he's he said, we're starting to get to the point now where as long as you're the champion, you know, unless you get finished. You're always going to win, Chandler said. And it got a lot of attention. And there might be some truth to it. And here's the funny thing. Not many people, not many fighters can make that comment. He can. Because he brings it and has a history of bringing (laughs) it. Word up. (laughs) When he wins, when he loses. So, you know, let's, let's, as a little little fun game here. Little fun game. 
Think of three people real quick, and I'll think of three people that could make that comment. Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, Michael Chandler. Justin Gaethje. Justin Gaethje. Hamzat. Hamzat, okay. (laughs) Um, Poirier. Poirier is a good one. Nganu, the Black Beast. Mm. They wouldn't be in my category. But Bam Bam. Um, Bam Bam? No? Yeah. yeah. Are you just saying? Uh, no, no. Ask me the question again. No, no, I like it. No, no, I'm, I want to play again. Ask me the question again. All right. Because I feel like I didn't give you good enough answers. Go ahead. No, I liked your initial ones. Okay, but give, ask me again anyway. Okay. All right. Not many fighters can give that feedback, that criticism of, hey, get out there and fight. Yes. Because that means you have to be that person. You have to be that person that always goes out there, win or lose, and you okay. bring the fight. You give your 100% effort to finish a fight, not to play it safe. So and you did, what other okay. fighters do that? Okay, so you probably didn't like Francis because if Francis or the Beast because you thought about Francis first, the Beast. And that still left him. <laughs> Is that why? One yeah, damn fight? Yeah. Oh, come on, man. The Black Beast, he finishes every... He has a knockout record. Um, But that's okay. We can leave him to the side. Uh, Figgy. Okay. Figgy comes to finish. Yeah. Ah, damn Max Holloway, man. My boy got pillow hands. But he comes... I mean, he comes to fight. He comes to scrap, but... I know that would still work, right? Because you wouldn't have to finish. No, but you just... But you come to fight. Yeah. Well, that's the, Max Holloway. You don't slack. That's him. You don't slack ever. You're not on cruise control ever. That's Holloway. He's never on cruise. He just, he, that's it. He comes to fight. Let's stand in the middle and let's throw leather. Yep. Masvidal? I. Definitely not Usman. I mean, Usman of late. Usman a little bit more. Yeah. I'm, and I'm, and I'm thinking at that other level. Like Chandler's at that other level. He, uh, but Justin he is Gaethje, another level. He's a different animal. Justin that Gaethje is at that other level. Justin Gaethje is at that other level. People that only move forward are swinging. Nate's at that level. Poirier, I like that Poirier's, one. Yeah, per, Poirier, Figgy. So that was good. Those are good answers. Okay. All right. Any more? Any? Any? I don't know. I still like my Francis and Black Beast one. I don't. <laughs> we have to make one of them their twitter polls uh well you know what we left out females oh cyborg joanna amanda nunez joanna joanna i mean Whaley. yeah they come in they're they're coming yeah you know what comment izzy made that really annoyed me uh-oh and and this is this is why i have issues with izzy this is why he used to be my favorite fighter, and then he he turned me off so much. I love Izzy when he's fighting, yeah. and then as soon as he opens his mouth, he ruins everything for me. Everything. And Whitaker was trying to be such a gentleman after the fight, and he said, you know, he's a great fighter, man. He was like, he's the best in the world. He's the best in the world. Are you talking I'm post-fight? Be- post. Presser. Yeah, he was saying, I, him and I are the best in the division. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it, that's it. It's yeah. us. We're light years apart. Uh, light, light years ahead of everyone and then they asked izzy about it a reporter asked him and he asked him in a way it was like this is a nice thing whitaker said about you they said do you agree with that to izzy and izzy goes i mean i'm a step ahead but yeah 
Mm. Like, that's such a douchebag thing to say. You know what I mean? Like, Whitaker didn't say that. He didn't say who was better than who. No. He was just trying to say you and him are on another level, and you still... Gave a you jab. You still had... Yeah, gave a jab and had to put yourself in front of him. Like, just say, yeah, yeah, we are light years ahead of the division. You know? Why, well, you can't give it to Whitaker. He arguably, to a lot of people, beat you. Yeah. You can't say he's he's a good fighter. You know, it's it's shit like that that Izzy does. He's just very unlikable. He's I, unlikable, Izzy. It, it would have been interesting if the reporter, journalist, whoever asked the question, would have <clears throat> followed that up with. So, do you think you two are the best too? Basically, asked the question again, mm-hmm. reworded it because, like, you you sort of gave worse. You, you didn't really you sidestepped it to put yourself on the pedestal. So I would have asked the question again. It's not what the question was. Yeah. It wasn't, are you better than him? It wasn't, are you a step ahead of him? It exactly. Was, I sort of asked again, because then that puts, that sends the message. Yeah. That sends the message. It puts his shoulders up against the wall. Yeah. You cornered him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another big topic of the night, you brought it up earlier, was uh, Biz Bing's commentary. A lot of fans thought that it was a bit biased. Do you agree with that? You in, in obviously don't agree with that because you <laughs> you had the same uh, in, in the main event or other fights or what? <clears throat> no, just in the main event. You didn't hear about this. You didn't hear about. I mean, even Bisbing even had to come out and like put a response to all this out on Twitter, and then DC had to come to his defense. You want to hear know. what Bisbing Please said? Catch me up because I don't. First, you didn't notice that, dude. You didn't notice that during the main event that Bisbing was like riding Izzy's nuts. And he didn't have a nice thing to say. Like, he didn't have anything good to say about Whitaker. DC even had to, like, defend Whitaker a little bit towards the end. and was like, I don't know, Mike. These might be a little closer than you think. You're acting like Izzy dominated the entire fight clearly and pitched the shutout. And I think this is going to be a lot closer to people than you have it. I remember sort of that comment, but I was... I was, I, I guess I was pretty focused on the fight than what the commentators were saying, I guess. Well, Bisping came out on Twitter and he said, lots of people saying I had biased commentary. That's crazy. I call it like I saw it. Big opening round for Izzy, which is true. Then real close rounds after that. But I had Izzy winning most. Five was Rob's best round. Two probably went to him also. Close fight, very technical. Well done to both. Okay, but here's the thing now. Mike's sort of... He's like, this is the opposite. He's like talking out of both sides of his mouth a little bit here. Like now he's saying it was a close fight. Rob might have won the second and the fifth. But before on the broadcast, you were making it sound like he was completely blown, blowing him out of the water. And then DC, he had a response. He was coming to his boy's, uh, his boy's side, which I respect. He said, at Bisping, you can't talk about it, bro. People will always criticize yeah. you from the sidelines. You did a good job. Don't ever let these voices, and there are few, make you feel like you need to explain. Don't give them power. Hashtag bias commentary my ass. You did great. Everyone does. See, that's, and I 100% agree with that. I'm thinking if I, like, Bisbing's comment should have been, I call it like I see it in the moment. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. Like, I wouldn't, why should he explain, I mean... I wouldn't have explained. He doesn't. He doesn't owe an explanation. He's he's a color commentator. That's mm-hmm. what they are. They're there to give their expertise as a fighter or background, whatever that may be, and call it like they see it. You don't mm-hmm. have to like it. I mean, 
That's you, true. It, you could say, you suck. All right. Ten people think I suck out of 11. One people, one person thinks I suck out of 11. Whatever. Yeah, I don't, I agree. I don't think he should have responded other than call it like I see it in the moment. Because sometimes the the commentators get caught up in the hype, the moment. We act like they're these, almost like they're judges. They're not judges. They are not judges. They're not there to but, judge the fight. They're there to call it like they see it. That's true. The problem is they can sway the viewers. You're right. You're right. See, that can get a little tricky, you know. But again, yeah, I don't... I think us as the viewership, the viewer world, we give the commentators too much power and credence. That's on us. I mean, we, we, we want them to explain things, tell us what's going on, maybe the intricacies of groundwork or strike work. We, we don't know, so we get educated, which is kind of fun, and they do that, mm-hmm. how they see it, but they aren't judges. Right. It's true. They are not judges, and a lot of times they'll tell you, I'm glad I'm not judging this fight. I don't know how I would judge it. It was close. You that know, was me or, with this fight. Or I'm glad if, I didn't judge it. Yeah, or they'll say, well, if I judged it, Meaning, like, I didn't say I'm a judge, but this is what I say, and this is why I'm not a judge, and that's why I'm not sitting in a judge chair. It had to be uncomfortable for Mike making his pay-per-view debut on this particular fight yeah. with everything that happened to Rogan. And did you see uh, all the Rogan chants that were going on that night? I was happy about <laughs> that. That made me that made me proud. They said that there was Rogan chants all night in the arena. Are we ever going to know the real answer? We're not. Let's. Uh, I guess not. this is a perfect segue. Let's, we're not. Let, let's talk about Joe a little bit. This is perfect to get into it. You said, are we ever going to know the truth? Yeah. Okay, well, we have a few things to go on. All right, help me out. I'm sure you know more than I do, so. Did you hear Dana's side of the story? Nope. At the post-fight presser. Would you like to hear it? I would love to, my friend. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Last thing I would ask, you couldn't help but notice the chance of Joe Rogan throughout the night. There was yeah. some vocal support. I guess, what can you say about his absence? I know there was a, a line that it was a conflict of schedule, but I don't think many people were, were nope. buying into that. There's no conflict of schedule. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan didn't work tonight. Joe Rogan could have worked tonight. Rogan, he, he elect, did he elect not to? Yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan had, I don't know what Joe Rogan had to do. You guys will have to ask Joe Rogan, but... Um, you know, Joe, there was no Joe couldn't work or, or anything like that. I know that came out. It's total bullshit. Okay. So you expect yeah. him back in March yeah. in Vegas? Whenever he's going to work again, he'll be working, yeah. <laughs> so um, do you want to know what I think? Please. Always. I'm telling you what I think happened for real, like what I think the truth is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that Rogan just removed himself. I think he probably has a lot going on, and he was like, there's too much right now. I think maybe I'm just, like, I might cause more harm if I go tonight than if I just stay home and let all this simmer down a bit. And somewhere in there, the media, the fans, everybody started bringing up this narrative that... Disney had something to do with it. Yeah, I, I did hear that part. That Mickey Mouse is the reason why Joe didn't come, that they called Dana and said, we don't want him on there. So that's what caused the problems. Mm-hmm. And then I think the whole scheduling conflict 
was just um, an excuse. Like some, you know, who knows? Rogan was probably just like told whoever, just tell him it's a scheduling conflict and probably yeah. didn't even think of it. Yeah. But, it, but it's obvious that Joe took himself out of it. And Dana, like a lot of people were like, why would Dana throw him under the bus? That's not what's going on here. Dana's trying to be a good friend. Dana's saying, this is his way of saying, we would never ever tell rogan to stay home mm -hmm. i don't care who calls us yeah i wouldn't tell rogan to stay home rogan do whatever he wants yeah he rogan's the one who didn't want to come mm -hmm. he meant it in a good way yeah it's it's i mean it's, it's neither here nor there it's nor positive nor negative it's just a comment of this is you know like you said it's that's just how it is talk to the other person yeah he was sticking up for his boy but that's what happened i think rogan was just like dude there's a lot going on right now i love the ufc let the fighters have their night i don't want to overshadow everything and here's the part that's so funny when you get to have a certain level of popularity stardom how many of us decide someday just to call off work you just decide to call off. Why? You're sick. You aren't sick. You want to sleep in. You're tired. Life's busy. You have mental mm -hmm. break of a day. Mental's a big one, yeah. You, you know, for whatever. You want to go to a afternoon baseball game or whatever. There's infinite reasons why we call off. He calls off, and suddenly he owes the world an explanation. Like, he, he uh, owes us an excuse. He no, he doesn't. It's crazy timing. That's all. Yeah, we have to make a, this mountain out of a molehill. And like you said, he's human. Maybe it's like, man, I, I got to put out apologies. I got to please this people, people doing this. I got to, like, I, I just want to sit down and I do don't nothing. feel like dealing with this tonight. I don't want to, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't feel like dealing with this. Because you know you're going to walk down there, and you're going to hear a lot of cheers. I mean, Rogan would get a whole lot more love than not love in this environment. That's what it seems like. But... He's also going to get it just exhausting to even talk about the same subject. Even to say, we support you and don't worry about that. Or, uh, hey, I love ivermectin. Like, even it's <laughs> like, I just don't want to talk about ivermectin. I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't yeah. want to talk about Spotify. I don't want to talk about Neil. I don't want to talk about, like, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. He would just do let the guy, you know, stay home in his pajamas for a day. Damn. Yeah. He would do himself a favor to maybe stop talking about COVID so much on the podcast. It does become a little much, too. He talks about it almost every episode. If I was Joe, I would maybe talk about some other stuff, too. You know, but that's just that's just me as a listener. But then again, people could say, well, that's the only place you're getting the other side of the story. Yeah. So if he stops talking about it, then who's going to talk about it? So I see their point, too. But I think I'm just fed up with the COVID talk. I think it's my bias. How about I'm we sick just, of hearing about COVID. Let's There's, just have we don't learn anything new about it. Let's have everybody stop talking about it. I mean, that would be beautiful. I don't know what we're doing talking about it anymore. I mean, what is what is there to learn? Are we learning new stuff? Like, it, Let's say this was something where each day we were learning something new. This was an ongoing thing. Each day, new information comes out, and it's like, oh, this is much different than what we learned yesterday. But it's it's really not. It's really not. It's all about curves is the curve going down is the curve going up the mask who's fighting over who can wear the mask and this is stupid that we're wearing the mask whenever the, the masks don't work and the curves are going down but some people want it just for political reasons like and, and the only time it's, it's we should stupid. be this is dumb at yeah. this point like it, i don't want to talk there's so many more interesting things last night they they uh, have the first case of 
curing HIV in a woman. What? And that's awesome. And it doesn't like nobody that's, knows about that. That is incredible. You know, I have the gun. I have the replica gun that shot Abraham Lincoln here. Does anybody care about that? Oh, I, no. you know I do. <laughs> Ian does. I've been absorbing that piece of artwork right there, man. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture of that. Yeah, Let me ask definitely. you something. Do you think this would be perceived as racist if I have this? What? Would this be perceived as... Listen to me. I really thought about this whenever I got this. I said, if I took a picture of this and was all proud that I have the gu- the Derringer that killed Abraham Lincoln... Would the pe- replica. The re- Excuse me, of course. The replica. I shit. I wish we had the real one. You'd be Richie Rich. Yeah, Richie Rich. <laughs> you Richie Rich. Um, yes, we have the replica. Would people say, oh, why do you have that? Are you proud that Abraham Lincoln is dead? Why would you want that? Why would you want the gun that killed the man who freed the slaves? Oh you see goodness. how my mind works? Don't, don't, don't. Because then you're going to be like the other crazy people. Don't have your mind... Bang, bang, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Slip the Jam. Uh, I'm not going to let your brain go down that stupid Tell ass me avenue. I'm wrong, though. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me that that's not how, it, how some, people would, would, some people would try to spin that shit. Yeah, crazy people. Don't, <laughs> your, your idea is not to join in with them. Don't think like them. I'm one of them. You know those people are damn nuts. Now yeah. we're going to go down that avenue and think like knuckleheads. You know, hey, you know what? How, how do I get rid of my higher order and rational, logical thinking? You know what? Let me think how the idiots think. And let's see if I can't duplicate that. There we go. No. That's the no, model. No, don't. Don't. Okay. Don't. don't do it. Don't, please. And then Izzy, man. It's just a cool looking thing. Ain't it badass? It's legit, right? It is. It's, it's, it's li- I mean, you you would think this is the real one. It is really. It's got a lot of weight to it. It's all the real deal, the real wood, the real steel, the oil. It smells just, I mean, this is, is legit. It's a beautiful piece of art. It is. It is a beautiful piece of art. Um, And then I just wanted to give Izzy compliments. And, and I, I want to say that I was really proud of him for what he did at the at the pre-fight press conference when for he Joe. defended Joe. Yeah. It was. Like, I give credit where credit's due. And I thought that was really, uh, really cool. I mean, the way he went about it. I don't know. I would have worded things a little bit differently. But hey. He did the Izzy wording. <laughs> I'm not a black man. You know, he, he did do, the Izzy wording. He, he did. Yeah, he did his he did his thing. Yeah, kudos on that. Yeah, and then Whitaker and Ty clapping, you know, like they, as soon as he said it, they were like, amen, like preach, bro. Like everyone just loves Joe. So I was really happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get to the not so rapid recap. First up, we got Ty Tiovasa defeating Derek Lewis via KO elbow at one minute, 40 seconds of round two. This was one of those fights where I didn't want anybody to lose. No, we love them so, both. So, so sad. Yeah, we love them both. Yeah, and this was the first time that we've ever seen the Beast get legitimately knocked out. Like, face-planted, knocked out. Usually he gets TKO'd. Starched. This was the first time we ever seen the Beast fall like that. Yeah, we and had it's a like, starching. It, it, it's like a fairy tale, right? To see the Beast like fall like that, like... The big monster falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I felt felt like when I seen him like fall like that. I was like, oh my god, it's like a Tall Tale or something. The yeah. Black Beast. Yeah, he got slayed. <laughs> he d- he did. Yeah, it was it's, sad. It is a bummer. We love both of them. What a chin on Ty, dude. I thought this was going to be a repeat of Lewis Dawkins. He had him up against the the fence the same way, right hand, and Ty was just taking it. He was taking those shots, which not many people can ever take those shots. Oh yeah, they were 
you know, we can't say, oh, well, they were all glancing or, oh, they weren't at full power. Now, he took, he ate some stuff. He did. He did. Um. Oh, do you know what I ordered us yesterday for the studio? What? I'm pretty excited because you look excited. So I'm excited. A shui vasa. Uh, is it yellow? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I got excited. I got it for the studio bar. Oh. You know how long it's going to take to get here? Six to 27 days shipping. You know. Hey, Ty. Hey, Bam Bam. Bam Bam. You better show Slip the Jab some love, son, for how much you charge for that damn thing. That's a piece of silicone, my friend. A piece <laughs> of silicone and plastic. That mold probably costs. Five dollars to make <laughs> seventy bucks, my man. You charge me with seventy what? bucks for that yellow piece of plastic. Come on, man. Bad. Come on, man. Bad. <laughs> Ain't that expensive? Well, it is. To be fair, excited, half but... of it was shipping cost, so it was normally like I think it's like forty-five <laughs> for shipping. No, no, for forty-five for. Um, for the cost, okay, and then the rest was shipping. That's still no joke. Well, bro, it's coming from friggin' Australia. You know how that, how much we charge? We charge fifteen dollars to ship our shirts, man, to Australia. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know that shit got. I mean, go it's like a, it's man, it's like a land down under. <laughs> it is the land down under. That's <laughs> where the toilets uh, shit goes the other way when you flush it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Science, science, <laughs> science. science. Different hemisphere stuff, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? We've learned. We we already knew some things about Chewy Man. He has a chin, right? He's solidified. He's been hit before. Not only does he have a chin, and not only is he not afraid to sling leather with anybody on no, the planet. He's, he's not. not that, he's really not. He's not that person that, all right, you can knock me out. And I can knock you out. Let's play it a little safe, and I'll pick my shots and hopefully clip you before you clip me. He's like, no. You want to stand in the pocket? I'm going to show you. I got a chin to go with these fists. Let's swing in mine, then. He is Let's that guy. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Let's go! Uh, and, and he's got hand speed, so he's a, not afraid to be in the pocket. And here's the other thing. His elbows. He's got elbows. Um, Underrated, his elbows. Underrated. Underrated. He could get up from a down position facing all the adversity of, uh, I have to get up with somebody huge and heavy on me and punching me and trying to cave my head in with real power. There was no panic. There was no panic in his eyes throughout that fight where other people are like, "Uh uh-oh, I might die at any given second. My game plan is falling apart. Not him at all. Not only that's not only am I gonna get up, but you're gonna have to pay for what you've done here, my man. <laughs> you're gonna have I to like that. You're gonna have, gonna have to, to stand pay. trial right now. I like and that. pay for what you've done. He's that guy. And I put him now in the category. There's a few people I put in this category, and I've said this way back when on the podcast. Chuck Liddell and BJ Penn were these people. And he's in it too. When somebody's swinging stuff at you to do damage and landing, the fact that Chuck Liddell and BJ Penn and 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 now Ty, it's like I'm so focused on what I need to do to you that I'm not even acknowledging or paying attention to you throwing things at me or hitting me. Like I'm barely blinking. 
I, I have the uh-huh. same level of concentration, and I don't care if you smash my nose or you did smash my nose. Like Triple G. Yeah. That's how Triple G fights. I'm down. I'm so it's focused. Like he didn't even get hit. Like yes. it doesn't even matter. He's just always focused on hitting you. Yeah, whether it hurts or not, it's <laughs> What's wrong with that guy. So there aren't many people in that category. Mm-mm. Those three are in there. There might be a couple more, but those three come to my mind. If you watch their fights, it's I'm going to deliver my package, and I don't care about your package. Which that, is crazy. It's another level. That's what he that's said to level. she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said to her. <laughs> I'm going to deliver my package. I don't care about your package. Um, you know the worst thing about the beast losing? What is what? it? You tell me. What do you think the worst thing is when he loses? Obviously, it sucks to see Damn. him take an L, but where's the real loss, my friend? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Some post-fight talk. That's right. That's, That's what made me the most I, sad. Is we, we didn't, didn't have get the good post-fight funnies. We no. didn't get some funniness. No, we didn't get the post-fight interview. We didn't get the post-fight press conference. None of it. And that's what made me so <laughs> made me so sad. Which makes us all losers. We all lost. <laughs> we all lose. He didn't get to make a funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You um. You know what I was thinking yesterday, by the way? I have no idea. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please enlighten me. <laughs> I was thinking whenever, you know, I was thinking about the Beast not being at the press conference. Mm -hmm. If we do get approved for... When? When? Stop your nonsense. When? When When we get approved for our media credentials and our press passes, we might be involved in deciding the rankings. Because that's who decides them. Really? Yeah, it's the it's so we the can, me- we, it's we, the media, it's the pre- it's those guys who are asking the questions. Those are the ones who vote on the rankings. So we, I mean, so we essentially, could help stop the stupid. We could. All right, we could. Yeah, we could bring, or change. we can make the stupid worse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> always a something's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Always all things are on the table. Yeah, everything is. <laughs> we could bring change in the world. Yeah, but how cool would that be, dude? To have some sway in the rankings. Ty jumped up a buttload. Yeah, here's the problem. His butt now has to fight that killer who just fought Francis Ngannou, which is Cyril Gon. And um, it's going to be a rough out. And I hope Ty knows how to... I hope Ty is as strong as Francis and Ty knows how to wrestle because I think that that's the only way he beats Cyril Gon. And you better you better believe that Gon has already started working on his wrestling. One thing that I think Tuivasa will do... I think he's not afraid to cut off Gone and just bull rush him to tip. Neither was the Black him. Beast. That doesn't work out for you with Cyril Gone. He runs. Cyril Gone will run from you. He's uh, not afraid of that. He'll he, duck down and run the opposite side of the cage. A hundred percent he will <laughs> and he should. Yeah. And it's smart. <laughs> um let's be honest. Tuivasa is a lot more athletic than the Black Beast. Yeah, I'd say so. He's got a speed advantage. He's athletic. He's a big guy. No doubt he's a cutting 265 guy. He moves that weight. He is a fluid gentleman. So it's not going to it's not going to be as easy to run away. If if that's his game plan is to cut him off, push you against the fence, maybe eat a couple things so I can throw those elbows and clinch work get an underhook, elbow your face and do that. He's going to do it. He's going to do that part better than other 
people have done. Compared to we'll whoever, to- whoever else has fought gone, they didn't do that so great. He, I guarantee, whether it works or not, I'm not saying it'll work. you're getting hit with those front kicks in the belly and those teeps, it's hard to start bull rushing. You're, <laughs> it starts you're, hitting your ass in the stomach. You're right. Those front kicks. And I'm not saying it will work. I'm saying if it's going to work, he can do it better than anyone else that has fought gone in the UFC. So that's a, that's something. So you think he has a chance to beat Cyril Gone? I think he has a better chance than anybody's gone faced. Oh, wow. Okay. We shall see. We shall see. Congratulations to Bam Bam. Yeah. If anyone was, uh, you know, if anyone was going to do that to the beast, I'm glad it was you. I'll say that. That's, uh, that's a good statement. Yeah. I mean, if anybody was going to do that, I'm, I'd rather it be Bam Bam. Somebody we love beating somebody we love. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you want us to hawk your shoe, Ivasa, uh, hit us up and we can negotiate a sponsorship. We'll hawk your shoe, Ivasa. We'll put that shit on the podcast table and sell it for you. Yeah, well, we could do it. <laughs> yeah. It's yellow. We're gonna add. It black is yellow. To it. We're gonna add black to it because. Oh, custom shoe, Ivasa. Yeah, with the logo on the like our shell toes, like our custom shell toes. Yeah, we're gonna make it ours. I mean, oh. it's already halfway there. Doesn't it have a black piece at the end. Yeah, and yellow. Well, yeah, with customization, bro. Bam, bam. It's we're already there. Ian's right. We're it's. <laughs> pretty much ours already we're per match made in heaven ustj in pittsburgh we're in the same bathtub we yeah. all got our feet <laughs> in the bathtub my man there's six toes yeah six sets of toes in that bathtub yeah oh man all right well uh yeah hit us up all right uh next up Douglas Silva, DeAndrage defeated Sergey Moravov via uh, Maravaz. What language are you talking right now? What? what? Dude, what these the fucking he- names are hard, what bro. Defeated Sergey Sergey Marazov via rear naked choke at three minutes thirty four seconds of round two. Uh, dude, I'm just gonna be honest. I'm gonna stop watching the main card. I'm just gonna watch the prelims from now on. The prelims That's have it. been. What's the point? What's the point of watching the main event anymore? The prelims are the ones who who bring it. Would you put this up there for a fight of the night or fight of the year candidate? It, it was pretty awesome. It bro, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your iPad's all jacked up, huh? Yeah, that's okay. That's I'm, try, I'm trying to find that it, it, on the card. That's what I'm hey, yo, at. everybody, go to slipthejabpodcast.com right now. <laughs> Click on the support the show link <laughs> and donate some money so we can get Ian a new iPad. <laughs> Drop a slipster contribution because Ian's uh, iPad is is uh yeah it's time it's glitching it's glitching bro it's glitching. do you even remember which fight this was yeah I do know you do okay yeah. is there anything you like to say or can we move on I loved it and like you said man there were there were some decent fights on this card that brought it yeah but what about this one I loved it <laughs> I love you <laughs> uh, congratulations to Andrade. <laughs> For coming back like that. Good back and forth. That dude's a monster for the way he came back. Uh, Absolutely. And we're excited to see both those guys fight again. Next up, Jared Cannonier defeated Derek Brunson via TKO elbows at 4 minutes, 29 seconds of round two. Look at me, Dana. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me when I talk to you. <laughs> Cannonier next for Izzy. All right. Let's, let's, we got to talk about this. Okay. We got to talk about this. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. He just had a pretty substantial finishing performance, right? He finished them. Uh, Brunson didn't do that. It wasn't that great of a performance on Brunson's end, but yes, he finished them. I, I concur with that. 
And Izzy sort of talked about him being the dark horse way back when. He's been high on cannon here forever. 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 And that's new blood for Izzy, right? Which is which is nice. We we like to see new fighters. Yeah. But let's let's talk about the fact that he doesn't want to fight Vittori. He, uh, did you see that? I just saw that piece. It's so, awesome. I want to play it for everybody okay. whenever you're done. Go ahead. Yeah, he doesn't want to fight Vittori. He wants to fight for the title. But let's let's take a step back. And he's very aggravated about it. He's very animated. He's very <laughs> aggravated. But we have to look at... Can we just play real quick? Now? Go, go, go. All right, let, all right, everybody, listen to this. So this is Cannoneer. A reporter asked him if he'd be willing to fight Vittori, and this is this is what he did. Thank you. Yeah. Jared over here. Uh, you still have Marvin Vittori in front of you in the rankings. Would you be willing to fight him before a, a title shot? Or <laughs> Did you not hear what I said to Dana? Did I say, Dana, I want to fight Marvin next? <laughs> look at his face. Look how disgusted he is. Look. Look, and then... Go home. <laughs> that is, that, the way he acts, folks, uh, just to give you a little piece to go with the audio. Yeah, go ahead, Ian, please. That's vintage Eddie Murphy. <laughs> His mannerisms, how he answered, how he talked, that's, that's well, Eddie Murphy. there you go. Yeah, that's Eddie Murphy. Uh, so go ahead. Now you can... Uh, finish your thought about we need to talk about it. he doesn't want to fight Vittori he wants to fight for the title which I agree I, th- I don't think think he should have to fight Vittori I think he should have to fight yeah because he, he should fight for the title right away his last fight uh, his last fight was against Bobby Knuckles and he got handled okay but we just got done saying how Bobby Knuckles is you know him and Izzy are sort of I mean that division's kind of weak Ian it's not like the greatest division but and, and and Whitaker is light years ahead of those guys. Yeah, but it's sort of you I mean, won this fight, but you also lost to the person that lost. But who do you? I, uh, who, I mean, it's why just... why does he have to fight Vittori again? Vittori just fought Izzy. Why does Vittori get to fight uh, another shot to fight for the title right away? I'm not saying he does. And he didn't even fight. He hasn't even fought at 185 yet since his loss to Izzy. Fought at 205. I want to see those two fight. You don't want to see those two fight? No, no. I'm not saying I don't want to see that. I don't want to see them fight. And I, I think Vittori beats Cannoneer. I'm not saying that that he won't or that I don't want to see it. I'm just saying I think Cannoneer deserves a title shot. Hmm. I, I don't have an argument against why he doesn't. You're saying just because he lost to Whitaker. I would like to see him in... I don't know. I just want to see him and Marvin fight first. <laughs> okay, that's all right. I mean, Dude, are you opposed break... to my view? I'm not. No, a, I'm it won't not, break my heart. I'm not opposed to your view. No, I mean, if you want to deal with Cannon Air, you see how ornery <laughs> he is. Yeah. You want you want that smoke? <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. Is <laughs> you there a, deal is with there... that Eddie Murphy smoke? <laughs> <laughs> is there anybody else? At 185. No, it's a weak division, dude. That is a thin, thin, thin division. It's not a great division. It's it's one of the reasons why it's not even interesting for Izzy to be there anymore, really. It'd be more interesting to see Izzy go to 205, it, and then we really get fun. to see what he's about. That's another thing. How are you going to compare yourself to Anderson Silva? You don't even want to go to 205. Like, you know what? You know the deal at 205. Anderson's you know what? the deal. We saw what, what the deal was. Anderson... What fought four people at two hundred five? Yeah, and won three out of the four. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I mean, how, how you look, let's look who Anderson lost at DC, right? Who's 
uh, a two-time champ and has a weight advantage and was a little bit more in his prime than him when he fought him. Right. So, I mean, because you know how I feel about that, too. Anytime, like, the GOAT talk gets brought up, the thing I always end it with is they need to go up, like, one weight class. Like, you need to win in another division. Okay. You know, for me to really be, like, like Usman. Usman, for me, will never be the GOAT unless he goes up. Okay. To 185 and gets at least one win. I'm not saying he needs to be champ champ, Mm -hmm. but I want to see what he can do at 185. And he sort of says he wants to do that. That'd be cool. And bigger people. Of course he does. Hamzat's uh, on his heels. Yeah, he wants to fight bigger people. (laughs) So he can get away from this guy. Hamzat will just chase him up there probably. (laughs) Uh, did um, Did you see Brunson's reaction to the loss? no i don't think. would you like to hear it poor blonde brunson uh he said i made a title push number three verse four in the world i came up short life lessons i'm all good sad but life will give you these moments i'll pick myself up for one more fight blessings all there you class. go class classy class there's classy people and then there's classless people let's get to casey o'neill defeating roxanne Monteverri. via <laughs> 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 split decision 29 28 28 29 29 28 okay trader go ahead go ahead just get it out go ahead go ahead all right wait, you wait, go wait. first okay before we get that should we are we talking about that before the fight are we talking about the judging on this fight what the heck is going on no. what was that judging no what? we can't talk that's a random decision generator that's what <laughs> right there that wasn't a judge that wasn't a human judge there's no way we, roxanne won that we love we love, love the happy warrior love her it's her 50th fight she's a pioneer we talked about this last week she's off to retirement great on her nothing but love but just because we have all these we're all in our feelings about her doesn't mean you could just no. have some biased judging and send her off with with a we could give her a real hug we could give her an emotional hug we can't give her a score hug <laughs> score <laughs> hug you're not getting a score hug you can't get a score hug she got a score hug she that is so hugs. dude that's good we that can. you coined that put that on a t-shirt put that on you, there, <laughs> no you score get, hugs no here score hugs. <laughs> no score hugs score hug no score hugs i love that all right, so the judging wasn't good, but let's get it to it. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was Don't bad. Act like but this is like this pass over, gloss over. Eh, eh. No, no, no. It was. I just, I mean, treachery. All right, let's move on. But all right, let's, let's get, get to, the to the, let's get to the real meat of the problem, which is, uh, you know, Casey O'Neill getting booed at the end and the way she acted. You and know, you were all the up whole- in arms immediately. You were on fire. Okay, can I tell? Go. Can I tell you what? Because I know what you said. You said that you would have been just as upset at her because they're booing her after she won, right? Yeah. Okay, but Ian, why do you think they're booing her? Why did you, did you ever stop to think, why are they booing her? Why? <laughs> you tell me. It's either got to be two things. Okay. It's either because she didn't touch gloves with Roxanne at the beginning. Okay. Or it's because... She's acting that way on Roxanne's last fight. But what came first? This is like a chicken and the egg thing. Did she start flipping people off and saying stuff, or did she get booed? As soon as the fight was over, she got booed. I told you she didn't touch gloves with Roxanne. But what's it? Oh Ian, my. this is not the same. This is not like 
well, we just had this conversation a couple weeks ago and, and you had a lot of great points. You're like, no, I'm okay with not touching gloves because what if I want to come in with a flying knee? You make a lot of great points. This is Roxanne's last fight. She's a legend. She's a pioneer. You're a woman. She paved the way. Have some fucking respect for her, dude. Have some respect. Like everybody's like, it's Casey O'Neill's night too. Yeah, okay. You want the fans to really love you? You want the fans to really be on your side? When they start booing you, just play the game. Start in with it. Everyone, I get it. Roxanne, I love Roxanne too. You know what? As a matter of fact, Roxanne, come over here. Thank you for everything you did. You're a pioneer. Wouldn't be here without you. Blah, blah, blah. All those boos, you see how fast they turn to cheers. Oh, I, I 100% agree with you. Okay, that would have so, been a smart, logical move. So you're saying I'm logical now. Hey, are, are, you all, are, are you always the logical hey. one? <laughs> <laughs> there you go, baby. You're always the logical one on this. <laughs> told you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> told you. Oh. Um, yeah, so... I mean, yes, that would be a smart, logical, cordial, professional. But she was too busy worried to about do. herself. She was too busy worried about Casey O'Neill. That's who she was. She was, she didn't care about that it was Roxanne's last night. She didn't care about maybe taking a sidestep and letting it just be all all about Roxanne. And and that's classless. But I could see getting caught up in the moment. I'm just saying I understand. You put on a heck of a report. You show up to fight. Let's. Let's take her background. We know she's like a no-nonsense, I'm coming in with this mean mug look. I'm a old Diego Sanchez. I'm an old BJ Penn where I have like the stare down. War screams. I'm war I'm war ready. cries. I'm here to fight. We yeah. can be best friends some other day. I'm here and I, I turn the switch on. The switch is on. So I'm not touching her hands. I'm going to... I'm going to bite your ear Mike Tyson style off. I'm going to do whatever because now my flip, my switch is flipped. She did that. You fight the fight. And then right after, you get booed, which you're already in fight mode. And you fought a stellar, technically sound, great fight. Beautiful fight. And, and then you get booed. It's still the fight game. I came <clears throat> in here. I did my job. I whooped some butt. You booing now, me? And now you're booing you me. You booing me? You better not be fucking booing me. <laughs> I fought my ass off in here. That's all I could think about when she was doing that. But, dude, there's a way to do it. There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to act like the bad guy. Like, she wants to be the bad guy, right? There's a Chell Sonnen way. There's a Bobby Green way, which we saw. <laughs> you see Bobby Green? There's a Tupac way. And he, and he played the good bad guy where, like, you still like him. It was that, that Tony Soprano villain. You're a terrible, terrible human being. But for some reason, everybody loves you. There's <laughs> and just, that's an art. That is an art. And, and sometimes it's just innate. You have these people that that's a personality, and they could do whatever they want. People are like, mm, I still like that person. <laughs> Darn it. She has a ton of fans, though. I'll tell you that. I put that tweet out about her. Whatever I said, Roxanne, all class, Casey O'Neill, classless. Oh, you get, you get a bite. So, well, yes, there was like either, you know, half the people love Roxanne, so they liked it, and then the heat that came from all the Casey O'Neill fans, she has a lot of fans. She got like a little Casey O'Neill army, son. It's legit. I like her. She's she's a gangster. Hey, Hey, so I, I like her, and I'm. I definitely, is she really that way, or is it a persona? 
Like how we I, say Strickland's, there's no persona there. Is this uh, is this like a Colby Covington? You I, think, or I, is she the real? She the real deal. I think it's kind of real. You think so? I, I I can't say I know enough of the backstory of her to know, but it seems real. Time will tell. So I get why she was kind of pissed. Okay, I like how she, she should have done what you did. That makes sense. Like I mean, I said, it's just how I would have handled it. That's all. The better way, but. I get why you're upset. I like how she screams bloody murder during the fight. She just like stops everything she's doing and goes, "Ah!" and (laughs) screams. I like it. She does that war cry. That's pretty gangster. Yeah. That was that was good. It was fun. She broke the record for significant strikes in a single three round fight. I mean, she did really well. But don't worry, Casey. Everybody, we we know we've seen the fight. Oh man, I felt bad. This is Roxanne's last time to walk out of the out of the octagon. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I felt bad for Roxanne, but it is interesting how she chose to just stand up and bang when she might have had decent success on the ground. Yes, it was just but but here's the cool thing and Bisbing brought it up. He said sometimes with these uh, great fighters, they want to go out on their shield cuz yeah. the last fight what comes second is winning. The first thing is leaving you with a great memory. And holy shit, did she do that? Yeah. She moved. Uh, I don't want this to sound disrespectful. She's kind of like a punching bag. She, she was a bob. Yeah. She, a little bobbish. She brought some stuff back. She she did. Uh, striking was never her expertise forte. We all know that. And she knows that. Um, but man, she just kept coming with strikes. And she, man, she wasn't taking light taps. Was getting served the full meal. All right, check this out. You'll like this. Roxanne Modafferi, she's been in the game a long time, right? Super long. Okay. Here is a list of things that were going on when she made her MMA debut. So she made it in November 10, 2003. Yoana John check speaking of Yoana, she just started training in Muay Thai. Just started training what? in Muay Thai. <laughs> Holly Holm was yet to win a title in boxing. Whoa. Nunez wasn't training to be a fighter yet. Damn. Rousey was yet to qualify for the Olympic Games. That is awesome. Those, whoever put those together, that's awesome. Those, this are, is, uh, this those is, are put things in perspective stats there. This is at On Point MMA. I told you. They, I, I, they're on point. I don't know. I don't know why. These dudes don't have more followers. I'm gonna be honest. They have fifty thousand followers. They have a. I know they have a big YouTube following, but I'm shocked on Twitter that they don't because they're they're my favorite. They're my favorite like media outlet. I I, I wish they would hire more. Like they need like a uh, a team. legit. Yeah, they need like a, a like a legit media division that just like are reporters okay you know that go out and do like what mma junkie does and things like that they they they, if they had that these dudes would like they said like their name is be on point they'd be on point but yeah go follow them you don't worry people know who i'm talking about uh they're not out of the loop like uh like ian this is why he's not on getting to know (laughs) mma twitter (laughs) he doesn't even know who at point mma on point is (laughs) <clears throat> well, uh, congratulations to Casey O'Neill. I'll keep my uh, my opinions to myself, or your boyfriend Ian here will get mad at me. <laughs> First <laughs> of all, I criticize you. Here's the best part: Ian to the rescue <laughs> that night. 
Like, you know how to keep an opinion to yourself. Let's be real here. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's an impossibility. This is true. Okay, next up, we got Bobby Green defeating Nazrat via unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board. This <sighs> was my favorite performance of the night. Uh, I'm sorry, he should have got a bonus for this fight. Oh, Tell me I'm yeah. wrong. Uh, Tell me this wasn't the best performance of the night. I'm with you. You know, you know what? Actually, I, I have something to say about this. Oh, all right, my man. Okay, my man came with it. You were sick of hearing people telling you that you <laughs> that you don't do it anymore. So you, you're coming with that smoke. All right, are we doing music or no music? You love the music. I love the music. We this is going to be such a treat for the first time listeners that, <laughs> that they weren't listening to us yet when you used to do this each week. Okay, you tell me whenever you're ready. Oh, I think I'm there, my friend. Okay. This one is entitled... King Green Time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Long in the game, but still improving every day. Starting off the main, can you think of any better way? Hands down, mouth going, and fists flexed. Reflexes peaked for whatever comes next. His head movement encounters are technically pleasing. Now let's see him in a five-round main. It's Bobby Green season. And this has been Slip the Spoken Word with Ian Abbott. Good shit, my man. Oh, good my. shit, good shit. Um, mm. So you must have had enough of everybody busting your balls about it, huh? I, I, I had to give the people what they want. You do. I had you to did. give the people what they want. And you did good. He reminded me of uh, old Nick Diaz in this fight, man. Like you said in your in your spoken word, the hands going, the mouth going. And he's like, it was so Nick like this, like how... This is how Nick does his hands. Like what? When he comes to slap you, and that's yeah, sort of what he was doing. His boxing was it that was. It was beautiful. It was, man, beautiful man. He uh, Nasprat had, and he's a gamer, right? Yeah, he's I mean, a, he's a gamer. He could fight. He's well rounded, and uh, no disrespect, Bobby stifled. His his evening, he just stifled. Like, what is going on? His speed, his technique, his footwork, his angles. He's talking to me, distracting me, and he's slipping everything I throw at him. Yeah, or slip, shoulder slipping rolling. is a good word. He's slipping and shoulder rolling everything, and then you know he can't get set because Green is just returning fire. It was. Here's the question now. Man. The question becomes: Is it true? that Nasrat had a broken hand and foot and that just three days prior he was taking cortisone shots for it. That's what becomes the question now because that's what that rat, that rat Ali Abdelaziz was, <laughs> was tweeting right away after the fight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, hopefully. Took a shit on a bus. <laughs> a bunch of rats. Uh, hopefully, I mean, maybe we find some answers, but... That performance, it's broken hand, no broken hand, no foot, no broken foot. You think he was on? He was on that he, Max Holloway Matrix shit. He was. Yeah. I can't think of too many people that could have, I mean, he fought above his ranking. 
He fought above his ranking number. Whatever that number is, he fought way above it. And it would have been a bad night for most people to, to catch him then. So, Does it not look like he's just getting better? Yeah, and he's Dude, not what young. is going on? The last, like, three fights? And what's he, 33-ish? That's not old or young, but he's been in the game for so long. So even if his age isn't old, his body has miles. So when your he's body... He's 35. 35, see? And... And he did to him what he did to Alaya Quinta. I mean, the last fight, he murdered Alaya Quinta. Yeah. He murdered him. Yep. Now, if we, you know how I was saying that he should have never beat Alaya Quinta? If we could go back now. You would take that back. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't have been that. I wouldn't have been that sure and that secure in my answer by saying for a fact there's no way he'd beat Alaya Quinta. Now I'm not sure, dude, because he looked like he's like leveling up. Like, he's hitting his prime at 35. I absolutely agree. It's crazy. Everything's flowing together. And they sort of talked about it during the fight. But here's, if you if you aren't a Bobby Green fan due to you just haven't had much exposure to, to King Green, his wrestling, grappling transitions are so impressive. You saw this stand-up game that, well, now you know. If you saw this fight, now you know what that looks like. But he's gone against, you know, high-level jujitsu players in the octagon. And they can't do anything with him because his hips and angling out and pressure and switches. Like, even great grapplers can't do much with him. Mm-hmm. So he's, so hopefully, you'll, newer folks or, or whatever, you'll get to see that, you know, at some point soon, those fights. Because he could do it all. He can do it all. He's not just a boxer who is going to find his numbers up soon when but he hits a ground specialist. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. But that's where he's that's where the fun lies in his boxing now. Oh, it, it, it's talking just in so, boxing. I mean, it's great, man. It's great. Congratulations to Bobby Tupac Green. That was my favorite performance of the night. You make fighting fun to watch. That's the best way I can put it. Like, you made it so... I was having so much fun watching him, dude. It was. It was awesome. It was. I could watch him do that... Rewatch that fight ten times in a row, and I wouldn't wouldn't get bored. Because he brought everything. He brought the banter, the personality, yes, the risk, the excitement, the technical skill. Even the walkout the, the, was good. He was feeling himself from the walkout. Yeah, the way with his swag and everything, just he was on. It was perfect. Confidence he, he was in the zone at a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, Andre Arlovski defeated Yared Vendera via split decision, 29-28, 28-29, 29-28. I mean, this is starting to get very interesting here. It really is. He won six out of his last eight fights. Since 2000, he's pretty much constantly fought three times a year, sometimes even four times a year. This is since 2000. That's, 2000. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. He, t- he, he tied Cerrone in this fight for the number two spot for most fights. It's what him and Jim Miller and he, and yep and only he's only who fights two, this week but we'll get to that yeah he's only you're there he's only two behind Miller if Miller shows up so he's one behind Miller right now but if Miller shows up this week then he'll be two behind so bro this is like I mean the the race is on between Arlovski and Miller now but Miller he's only thirty eight Andre's forty three. But, you know, we got our own little, like, Maguire, Sammy Sosa thing going on <laughs> here, like man. Your, yeah. I like how you put that. <laughs> I'm feeling it, dude. I'm so excited to see how much, like, 
if he can beat these records now. Oh, it's just crazy. He just keeps winning. He even raised his hand at the end. He's like, I don't know. Again, I guess. Like, the part that blows like, my what mind. What's happening here? Is I guess it was I don't know when you might even have stats in front of you a while back when actually he was on a little bit of a slide. I'm thinking, all right, you had a great career. Mm-hmm. It's time, <laughs> like you've taken a fair amount of damage. He's definitely taken major damage, head trauma damage. I'm just talking about yeah, over, that's why over he the switched years. up his style now. And I'm thinking, all right, it, it's time. You've done it. You've been there. You were the champ. You have nothing else to prove. And then all of a sudden. That slide turned into a hill, and he's climbing up it. 2017, he had a five-fight streak loss, and then he'd win two, he'd lose two. He'd win two, he'd lose one, and then when now he lost, or excuse me, he won his uh, last three in a row. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it's, it's just, he's an enigma. He is an anomaly. Yep. For and, sure. And here's the other part that's going to make this interesting. He now has a very set and predictable way of fighting. Like, if you watch tape on him, you should. I mean, if you have a decent skill set, you know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. have a decent jaw, a decent skill set, not anything extreme. But if you watch tape on him, you should be able to figure him out and have a game plan that beats him. Because he fights. A, what do you think's going on now? Why do you think these dudes? I don't know. I don't. Maybe they're not watching enough tape. Because, maybe it's good matchups. Like maybe the UFC's matching them up with you know maybe people where their fight IQ isn't that high. They are good matchups, but you know that's that's your corner's job to you know watch the tapes. That's true. And then tell you, hey, you watch the tapes too. But here's yeah. what I saw in the tapes. That's true. And see what else you see in the tapes. So it's it's your team, it's your coach, it's your corner's job to help out in that area greatly do most of that legwork. But yeah, he has a, and it's interesting because it's kind of smart. Well, he knows exactly when to move in and out. And if his strike doesn't work, he knows to duck in and move in to your body where you can't really throw anything unless you could sneak off a very tight step backwards uppercut. So that he is susceptible to that. So, so there's, that's what you could do. He's going to do this, and then when he's going to move in to do a hug, an underhook, something. So after he does his combo, try to avoid it, step backwards and throw a combo with a rear six uppercut and a lead hook. So there, I mean, that's just one way of knocking his block off. Because he does, he's, he is predictable, but, but it's working. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, hey. <laughs> If, if you're a fighter, I'm sorry, Arlovsky, if I just gave people your game plan. I so I've heard, don't listen to me. No, don't, don't. Don't listen. Just, Arlovsky, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Congratu- congratulations to Arlovsky. Don't listen to Ian. Yeah. <clears throat> I, don't know, uh, I don't know what to say anymore, except for you have my interest big time now, and uh, I just I want to see if you can break these records. So go, go get it, man. Go. Next up, we got Kyler Phillips defeating Marcelo Rojo via armbar, one minute, 48 seconds of round three. Kyler Phillips talking about leveling up, dude. This is another dude who leveled up, and he's officially on the STJ watch list, man. This dude is a monster. He's a what's his rank? Does he is he ranked? I don't know. I don't have it here. I don't have the ranking. I mean, eighth armbar triangle submission in UFC history, and then having another killer like that in that division. Another one like that in that division. And and you use the key word killer. He is a killer. He really he has, is, man. He has the conditioning, the power, the speed. 
He puts, he is so well rounded. He puts an elbow to a punch, to a knee, to your legs, back to elbow. To a, he chains full MMA together yeah. so beautifully. If you want to look, folks, what a well-rounded mixed martial artist looks like and how to put things together, go back and watch that fight again because that's art. The sequences he does, that's high level. And I think it's because, unless I'm wrong, you guys will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's a true MMA guy. Like, he doesn't come from wrestling, doesn't come from boxing. He's a true mixed martial artist. It's a, it's so impressive. It, 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 it Yeah, man. And, and it's not only does he do these flows flawlessly, but the speed he does them, this is like muscle memory. This is, this is, put a stamp on it. Yeah, the it's way he him. got that arm bar was, was insane. Let me ask you this, okay? Because there's a lot of people saying now, like, all right, we can't push this kid. We uh, can push this kid. Well, here, okay, so here's my question. Here's my question. Don't you think it's weird that... We only say that to guys that we think are going to be champion. Why do we only say that we can't push this guy? Like, why don't we say that to everybody? How is that right? How is that fair? Wait, tell me this again. Tell me what we say. We only say it when we think they'll be champion or when we don't. Well, uh, I don't know if necessarily us. You and I, we go both ways with it. Like us for O'Malley, we were like, push him. Push this kid, Hamza. Push him. Like sometimes yeah, okay, we yeah. see certain things where, like, we can push this guy a little bit. Uh, that's what I thought. I was just seeing if you you sense the trend that I was missing in us. Yeah, no, 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 okay, not in so. us. But there's a lot of people, uh, certain analysts, like, um, oh, you gotta um, rat somebody out right now. Okay, I won't say it. But he, uh, a certain analyst said that uh, you can't push this kid, and it just made me think to myself. I said. Well, where are you to say that when it's like anybody else? Like, why is it okay to push somebody else, but it's not okay to push someone that we think is the goods? Yeah. Well, I guess it's sort of who, counter. Well, who like, are you talking about? Did they give a reason or just left it no, at that? No, just left it at that. And that I've heard that statement. saying a lot. I've heard that saying a lot. Just don't, you know, you can't push this kid too fast. They're, they're like almost like Darren Till. A lot of people felt like they pushed. Darren Till too fast. Here's my thought on your comment. <clears throat> I think when somebody does something spectacular, or maybe they have several spectacular performances, but they're still underdeveloped or untested in certain clear aspects of MMA, you might want to say, don't push them. As in, say you have, all right, a strange example, but I'll throw it out there anyway because it, it came to my head. Ronda Rousey came in, and she's just armbarring people. Her career was armbarring. So they did push her. They pushed her, and she was a, a fantastic champion and everything else. Mm-hmm. But I would have understood if they made the comment, don't push her, because we didn't know what her striking was like that much. Yeah. We didn't know she was hot if too. she had... Uh, yeah, there you go. And that's another reason. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> She was smoking. She's still smoking hot. And we didn't know another reason of, or what's her jaw like like this? What's this? Because she grabs you, she hip tosses you, and puts you in an arm bar. So I, I could have seen if you said, let's not push this girl because she might not be developed in these other areas. Um, but when you look at this cat, 
we we saw him get hit. We saw him move. We saw him grapple and stand and submit and kick. And so we got a pretty good view. And and I can't think of a That's deficit. A good point. I can't think of a deficit area offhand to say. Mm, but we haven't seen him on the ground yet, or we haven't seen him in a phone booth fighting. We haven't seen if he has distance, if he has angles, if he was up against a fence. How does he look? We've seen him in in tons of situations. And he's got, as you put, he's got the goods. So we can push him because we got a taste. This is why I call you the best fucking analyst in the game, Malinova, because you're better than Luke Thomas. See, it was Luke Thomas who made that comment. And you just proved him wrong. That's it. That's why you're the GOAT. Thank you, sir. And you're my GOAT. <laughs> you're so my that's, GOAT. That's just my two cents of why we can push him. You know what you are to me? You're like uh, in high school. Did you ever have that friend that couldn't fight? So they push you like they'd be like, what? What? To somebody. But then like they push uh, you <laughs> up in front. That's like me. If I ever have problems, anybody want to get into like some serious, like if I can't handle myself with some like real. See, and I see me doing my head now. Yeah. Just yeah. want to get that like that look. Penn Hills, like, yeah, that little hood <laughs> in me. <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> if somebody uh, ever comes to me with some some MMA technical talk that I can't handle, I'd be like. Oh, yeah, what? Let me call my boy. Let me call my boy. And I call Ian. I push you in front of me. Go ahead, Luke Thomas. Talk to Ian. <laughs> well, um, congratulations to Kyler Phillips. I have a feeling we are going to see big things from you. We're yeah. both very excited. It sounds like Ian and I didn't even talk about this until right now. It no, sounds no, like we're we both really high on you. So You know, I want to see him fight. Who? Dominic Cruz. There's so many good fights for Dominic Cruz. That would be such a fun. Who, who, who did we just want to see for Dominic? There, there was someone else that we just wanted to see for Dominic Cruz. Was we, it? We talked about him and Aldo. That's it. Aldo yeah, yeah, and yeah. Cruz. Yeah. Uh, that'll be heartbreaking. That'll be. Uh, that'll be one that's going to be interesting. That fantastic. should happen, and it should happen. The, two, two WEC yeah. cats. That it was almost like when we eventually saw. Frankie Edgar fight Uriah Faber. Mm-hmm. It's like long overdue. Yeah. They need to do it. They've both been in the game. One both sends the set. other one out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. one sends the other one, you know, it's, it's time. And I'm the one who's doing it. Like, it's fair. Yeah. That's that match. Aldo and Cruz is the I mean, Faber Edgar to my. Yeah. But I like it. I mean, I like, I, I like Phillips and Aldo too. I like Phillips. I like them all. They're all so good. Yeah. Oh, they're also good. Uh, a big test because it's a it's a significant power. Uh, Phillips and Marais, Marlon. Oh, that's a good fight. I mean, Marais, he got to get it done, get it done quick. He got, got a round that, or two. Yeah, he's got major power. But that but, gas tank, but it's one of the worst gas tanks I've ever seen. The gas tanks going to the other side for that one. Mm-hmm. And he's been knocked out a lot now. Marais. Marais has been knocked out a lot. I, I wonder how that chin is going to hold up anymore. Yeah. I wonder what he walks around at. I don't know. It's just a little sidebar. but he's I heard like, he's huge for that division. He's, he's, I've heard people in that. He's huge. He's got to walk. Cheeto said that he doesn't understand it. I like don't he, he, he pointed him out specifically and said it does not make sense. He should not be fighting. In, like It shouldn't even be allowed for him to fight. And that way, But look, he can't. I mean, it's not like he's completely dominating, but that might be because he's fighting where he shouldn't be fighting. He might be one of those, if he went up 10 pounds... That he would have been better off. He might actually have a better gas yeah. tank and not be as depleted. You know, we have 
Poirier, I mean, and, 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 and some other people. So he might be one of them that should go up ten pounds, and he might get back to being super he, wicked again. He better do it. He better soon. do it soon. Yeah, he better do it soon. Hey, Marlon, call us. We're gonna we're gonna give you a hoagie. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we'll right, give you a hoagie, a hoagie, or, and a hug, and jump up, and then thank us later when or, you start wiping people. Yeah, or a grinder. Is does any is that our is that a Pittsburgh thing? Hoagie. There's hoagie sub and grinder, and one of them is just the Pittsburgh thing. Like, certain people don't know what one of them means. Oh, you forgot Hero. Yeah, there's a Hero. Yeah, that's right. Hero, Hoagie, yeah. Sub, Grinder. Which one is Pittsburgh? Hoagie, and, and right? Not, and not Hero Gyro, because some pronounce Gyro. Hero. Hero. Yeah, you're right. I think it's Hoagie is the Pittsburgh one. I'm pretty I, sure. I, I don't know, because I hear them all. Let's just go with it. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, Maxim Paul Felder Grishin defeating William Knight via unanimous decision, 30-27 across the board. William Knight breaks an unwanted record by missing weight by 12 pounds. Knight forfeited 40% of his purse in order for the fight to continue and was not eligible for any post-fight bonuses. 12 pounds. First of all, before I start chuckling, (laughs) (laughs) all right, I'm just going to do it now. Like, what? Oh, well, I think I heard a statement that I I don't... He took it on short notice. He did, but... So that's... So let's... I mean, what's that mean? All right, let me go back a second and ask this question so I can get out of my system okay he got 40 percent. sometimes it's uh, 20 sometimes it's 30 sometimes it's 40 how did they come up with that number did they change it or is it just based on this is out you came up with an outlandish weight so i'm gonna come up with an outlandish percentage or or i would did they talk did the teams talk like i'm not fighting you 20 i'm not fighting you oh that's a good 25 i'm not fighting you 30 i'm not fighting you 35 37 39 40 well 40 and i'll take your heavy ass well didn't vittori and costa go that way i think something happened like that where costa said if vittori takes another percent of his purse the fight's off and vittori was like at that point like i just i took it because it was going to be we were going to fight or not so you might be right. Maybe they negotiate. I didn't think that. I thought it had to be something ahead of time where it's like a percentage of your your weight constitutes a percentage of your purse that you give up. Does that make sense? It does, but I, but but I, I don't but know. Now I don't think it. I I think you might be right because I'm thinking back to the Vittori story. Somebody help us out with this because obviously it changes. There's twenty percent minimum. We know that. That's been there. It's been there for a while. But we've hit 30 and we've hit 40. And yeah, it could be any of these ways. And we don't know. So please, if you do know, share. Yeah. He took the fight on short notice. How short? Dude, but- do you know? I don't know the answer to that. What's short notice? We find that because that's important. It is. And I don't, I'm sorry. I don't have it here in my notes. I don't have it here. I'm sorry. We'd have to find that out too. But I know it was long enough for Bisbing to make the point during the broadcast that. He signed the contract. He said he could make weight. He had enough time. He should have been able to do it. And I think if it was that short of notice, I don't know if Bisming would have said that. Okay, given that information, that may be true, maybe not. We we haven't fact-checked this stuff. I was just thinking, like he said, if you take the fight and you say you can make weight— then it's sort of on you because you agree to this. Or if not, you could say, 
you know what? I want to, can we do a catch weight? Can we go up five pounds from whatever weight class this is? Can we do this? Or, you know what? This short out, I can't do that, but I'll do at least be upfront and honest. Cause then, all right, do we have a deal? Do we not? But you're so you, right. He could have just said, look, I'll take the fight, but let's make it at, ha- yeah, you're I, so I, right. Why even? Yep. So that puts the responsibility back on the fighter. And then I want to know what the date, because if it's worth three days out, mm, that's rough. But if you're looking at some other ones, we, we have some comparos, right? We have some comparisons. And I'm going to throw out Masvidal. Masvidal, Paul Felder, and Ferguson. Ferguson cut the weight for no reason. <laughs> he, he, he did. Ferguson said, <laughs> the fight's off. I'm going to be a beast, and I'm going to show you what I can do. Which might have cost him, but we no, it, we'll it never might. know. We'll never know. But it was one of the most gangster things it was. that we've seen. And yes. he said, it I'll, really was. I'll do this. We love gangster people. We do. We do. <laughs> we do. I'm telling you. Yeah. Look at all of our favorite people. They're all gangsters. Yeah. And Felder's like, I will make weight, and, and, and I'll cut ridiculous amount. In four days. Masvidal, six, six and a half days. I will cut this weight and travel across the world. Like, that's what I'll do. Yes, yes, and I will meet these requirements. I'll get some shots. I'll get some tests. I will make weight. I'll be on a plane, yeah. and I'm flying across the world for this. So Built different, dude. Professional. There's These dudes are built different. So you got to be careful. You're right. And so when you make that statement of, I thought I was, you know, helping out and doing this and your dog and me kind of thing. Be careful what you say, because there's there's other people out there that we know that have done this. So you better be three days notice. Okay, we might get you more slack. Or I tried to do this, they forced me in, or I told them I might, I I told them I might not be able to make weight, but I'll try. Yeah, that's a little different. And Grisham would have been fine. He would have been fine fighting that heavyweight. He's fought there before, so that's how he started his career. He would have been. He would have been fine, but yeah, that's a great point. He should have just said from the jump, let's just make it at heavyweight. But um, congratulations to Paul. <laughs> what? What's up? I thought you were going to congratulate him for that record. Uh, I, <laughs> you sort of already did, and that's funny. <laughs> Congra- I was going to say congratulations to Paul Felder Grishin, because uh, you know he looks just like Paul Felder. You took the yeah. fight on short notice like a boss. You made 40% more money because of it. And to William Knight, uh, if you signy, signy, you got a sweaty, sweaty. <laughs> 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 you knew something was coming. <laughs> I did. Uh, you didn't let me down. And then uh, finally, uh, last on the rapid recap that took an hour is uh, Juanato Moicano defeating Alexander Hernandez via submission. Rear naked choke at 1 minute 23 seconds of round two. Big money. Big money fight. The big money checks. Big money checks. <laughs> he was not I loved shy it. about what he wants. Good yeah. for you. Speak up, get up, and get your money. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Ian. You were really excited to talk about this. You take the lead on this one. That's cool. I just wanted to do my Brazilian accent. <laughs> <laughs> you were so, uh, you were so, before we even started the podcast, you were just so excited about his out, outright just comments. Just loved it. Yeah. Hey. I want to make money. Big money. Big money checks. <laughs> big, big checks. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. It was. Uh, yeah, this fight was exciting because it's... I, I don't know. The, I think the numbers had him as an underdog in this fight. And you know what? He was going against a gamer in Hernandez. The power guy. An athletic guy. And, man, it was sort of... Your game plan was going to be 
get him to the ground. That was sort of your game plan. Or everybody so believed that's where you had the advantage. And you stayed standing, and you showed a, a, a bumped up, a leveling up of what you could do standing. You weren't afraid to do it. You did it. You did it well. You finished your fighter. That was a good performance. And as I I learned recently and saw that video, when you got your wig split, um, just prior to it, and you had blood squirting out of your head like uh-huh. a, a little Halloween costume, uh, <laughs> like one of those mask <laughs> costumes where you have a little the pump and you pump it down your face in that mask. So you Halloween people, if you know what I'm talking about, that's what your head was doing for real uh, right before this fight, not too far off. Shout out to at Zach underscore Fredrich. I was trying to see who uh, passed. I wasn't leaving you hanging, my man. You were making a good joke. It was a good joke. But I was looking for the for the name, so I was half paying attention. So yeah, we got to see that, and you showed up. You did what you did. Great job. Yeah, great job. Congratulations to Moicano. Uh, we're with you, bro. We like a big money, a big big checks too. <laughs> you a Brazilian big timer, <laughs> big timer. You made Lino P's night. I did. I loved it, man. Um, okay, let's get to the bonuses. First up, we had fight of the night: Douglas Silva, DeAndraj defeating Sergey. Marazov. There, I got it right that time. That's what won fight of the night. Performance of the night went to Jared Cannonier and Tai Tuovasa. Congratulations, Bam Bam and Cannonier. Okay. The biggest bag. Ian, oh, which man. three fighters had the biggest bag? Sorry, you caught me. Oh, man. It's a. Oh, I don't have my visual. Well, get it get it up. It's. it's, it's <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're three like, for three today. Yeah, or no, I think or four, for four, four. four for four. I think. All right, it is Izzy one, Whitaker two, tie three. <laughs> you tried to be a, a baller and you almost got it. Is, no, I didn't. <laughs> Izzy one, Robert Whitaker two, and Derek Lewis oh, three. I was so close to picking Derek, but I thought since he lost, there was like. He got edged out a little. Well, let, me, let, let me read them for the listeners. So Israel Adesanya was number one. He had a base salary of $1 million. Performance bonus uh, p- slash pay-per-view revenue estimate of $500,000. Incentive pay of $42,000 for a total of $1,542,000. Number two, like Ian said, Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker had a base salary of $600,000. Incentive pay of $32,000 for a total of $632,000. Derek Lewis, number three. Base salary of $300,000. Incentive pay of $21,000 for a total of $321,000. Two out of three, Ian. Not bad. You did good. I was so torn between Derek and I thought... Want to play something fun? Want to switch it up today? You want to play the smallest bag? Oh, I like it. <laughs> you like that? Right. I got another chance to. Let's win. see how it okay. goes. We'll, we'll do it once this week. We'll see what the listeners think. Who who made the smallest bag? Now, are we talking main, not the prelims, or no? It's everything, just on the entire card. So you're talking prelims and main. Mm-hmm. Oh man, this is this is fun. I'm gonna go with Mike Mathatha. Oh my God! You were so close. The smallest bags: AJ Dobson. 
He had oh, a bass. I was gonna. He, had, he was also in my head. Oh, <laughs> you're so good at this are, game. Those are those are two that were in my head. He had a base salary of twelve thousand instead of pay of four thousand for a total of sixteen thousand dollars. And then Mike had a base salary of fourteen thousand incentive of four thousand for eighteen thousand dollars. You were off by two grand. Damn. You're really so. Maybe we will start playing the smallest bag. But you you want to play on the main card? You said just mm-hmm. include the main card. Okay, yeah, that makes I, it. I like the you really. I like the way you really blew sunshine up my hiney. Like Why? I got because I got it wrong, but you really made me feel good saying how close I was. Be- because but I got it wrong. Do, do you know I'm, why I'm I was saying- a double loser? No, but you tried to make me feel really good. I like no, you don't understand because he was the se- he was the second smallest back, and anybody above him made double. So you were you were super close. I wasn't blowing smoke. No, I. I know, but I mean, that's you, crazy. Out of all you, those fighters that you, to, I mean, to be the second, that's crazy. This is not easy. Like when we play the biggest bag, it's pretty easy to get the number one. Israel Adesanya, you're gonna figure it's got to be easy. But when you go the smallest bag, that's harder to figure out. And that was nuts that you almost hit it. That's true, but you know what I heard? <laughs> Just take the compliment, Malinova. I, I, I am okay, but I lost, and I don't like it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, you're not part of the pussy generation. That's why. Um, <laughs> so, all right, let's uh, let's get to UFC Vegas 48. Finally, all right, we're two hours in. We're finally getting to it. This is a two-parter for you guys because we love you this week. UFC Vegas 48 this Saturday. We got Johnny Walker taking on Jamal Hill in the main event at the UFC Apex. Ian, hit us with some e analysis. Johnny Walker was someone who. A lot of fans, including myself, were hyping up since the first day he hit the scene after his brutal KO loss to Corey Anderson back in 2019. He seemed to change a little bit. He looked a little gun shy, but even after his last loss to Thiago Santos, we left the fight feeling that technically he still has the goods. We still feel that he's a good fighter if he wants to be. What does he need to do in this fight to get the hype train rolling again and have fans buying tickets to get back on board? All right, just to give you a quick rundown as far as the two fighters and kind of stature experience. So Johnny Walker, he's he's huge. He's six six. He has range and distance, and he's muscular and he's super athletic. So usually when you have somebody that tall and long, you're like they're not going to be athletic. They're going to be lanky. This. No, he's he's, he's amazing not. when he wants to be. All he right, is. man, he's, he has all the tools to be a champ. He's almost, but he doesn't have the mind. That might that's a good way to put it. That's what I said about him last time. After the recap, I said this kid got all the tools, but he doesn't have the mind to go with it. He's kind of like your one of your other favorites. He has that Michelle Pereira athleticism. Yes, yeah, so there's he, a lot of fun to him. He could do some spectacular stuff and some flashy fun stuff, and. Um, he likes to, and he could do it. And then you have Jamal Hill, who's coming in with a nice record. Nine and one, uh, newer fighter. Johnny Walker has over twice the amount of fights as him. So we got more experience, taller. But you have Jamal Hill, who's making a big statement because he's coming in and he's knocking folks out. He's crushing them. So he has the power of, of heavyweights in his division. Now, what do they have to do to win? Both of them have... Somewhat similar stand-up, and 
They'll go back and forth as to the sides they throw, you know, a little mix up left and right and left and right, whether it's kicks. That They both have a nice Muay Thai plum where they grab you and try to bury knees in your body. They're both good at that. <clears throat> Excuse me. They also both sometimes stand a little too tall and too straight up and leave their chins open. They both sort of do that, which mm-hmm. I'm, I, I don't like to see that because, you know, I think that's not the best habit. And it's a little scary, especially when you're going against each other that you guys both can knock each other block off and you keep your chins up. So they have similarities in what they do well and and what not. So they both have to watch out because they're in knockout territory. And so what Jamal has to do is he has to have some nice forward pressure and swinging because he's not afraid to get hit and he will keep swinging. And he has great grounded pound. So you don't want to be under him when he's slinging that leather. So that's the key for Jamal. Chase him down, cut off the distance. He ha- he has a reach over you. You hit, you know, you have a tough chin. We we've seen that established, but that's your route. Then we have Johnny Walker, who <clears throat> also knocks people out, has the knees, all that. But what he wants to do and this might surprise people, use your grappling. He's a uh Walker's, you know, uh Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. We have Hill, who's a blue belt. Mm. There's a difference. There's a difference in their grappling levels, especially when you add Walker's length to it. That makes you, even off your back, when you could throw triangles up three feet above you and still lock them in, and body triangles to hold people in place. So if I were him, I'd say feel out quickly the standing up process, throw your teeps, keep your distance. If it's working, keep going. But I, I, I don't think it's going to stay that way because it's too much of a re- risk for reward. So use that opportunity to go to ground and use your groundwork. Will we do that? I don't know. He, he sort of does some stuff when he's there, but I, I don't know that I've seen him intentionally go to his ground game as this is my bread and butter and this is what I should do. But I'd like to see him do that. So that's what they have to do. It should be interesting because stylistically, they bring some of the same things to the table. And who do you have winning? Mm. It's like you ask me this question every week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You go first while I make my final determination. It's not the slip picks yet. We're just, you know what, from now on, all right, all I'm right, taking, I'm going, no, 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 I'm taking uh, that out of the analysis. No, don't, don't. It doesn't make any sense anyways. Okay. Because if we're, but no, it does make sense because sometimes you don't pick the main event in your pick sometimes. Sometimes you don't want to go with the main event. You'll go with who you think is definitely going to win. That's why I have it in your e-analysis. You're right. That's smart of you. Let's keep it in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So who do you think is going to win? Ian, you know how Hill. easy this is? The night, bu- I promised I wasn't going to do this to you, and I'm uh, going it to you. You're throwing me on the night in front of everybody. <laughs> the night before, you look at the card. Five minutes, five, especially that big old analysis brain you have. Five minutes, you think about but, what you're going to say, and you think about who's going to win, and then make a little note, a little notey, and you, go, <laughs> <laughs> and you say it. A little, yeah, here, here's why it doesn't work that way. For why? Me. Why? Why? Because. I make changes mentally up until this, and it's not till you add this instant pressure that I really pin it down on ones that are close. Some, some that I know, I say it right out, like, "All right, this is who I'm picking." This, like the ones that I think are, hmm, that's a, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. I'm going Hill. 
Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, all right. Let's get to the sleepers and bangers. Why are you gonna make it so tough? <laughs> oh, Just no. move on. We're wasting time. Let's get to our time. Let's get to the sleepers and bangers. I already know. I already know you're excited to see your boy Jim Miller on here. Oh, I am. <laughs> He's 95 years old. He has 430 fights in the UFC. He yeah. was born. With a little binky in his mouth in the middle of the octagon. And then just when you're like, hey, I think he should retire soon. He comes out and says, oh, by the way, I'm not retiring anytime soon. I'm here another 10 years, which I love. So come on, Jim Miller. Come bring it. And, and, they, and they're always feeding you these new tough dogs. And you're like, He's the right. gatekeeper, bro. He's the gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper. And he's keeping that gate. You got the 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 real sleeper and banger. This is it. This is the reason why we made this segment. Joaquin Buckley I knew that versus was Abdul. Be. That's it. That's the sleeper and banger right there. If you guys don't know this card, because this is a catch it on Monday card. For those of you who are more casuals to the sport, casuals to, to the UFC, and you only know the marquee names, that's the fight you want to watch right there. Is this going to go three? No. No, it's it, it's so funny you said that. One of my picks is for this fight not to go the distance, and you know I rarely throw those in anymore. I I I'm on your page, my friend. Yeah, I think somebody's two, getting knocked out. Yeah, that's what these two do. They're so explosive and scary. That's what makes this fight scary and fun. Jesse Jess is on here, aka yep. Jessica Rose Clark. Last time I, I last time I didn't even recognize her. Whenever we were uh, previewing a card, because they had Jessica Rose Clark, and I'm like. Who's who's? I thought Jesse Jess was on here. <laughs> That's what I know her by, Jesse Jess. You know, if her fighting would match her marketing, she would be a huge star. You know what I'm saying? She she's got personality, marketing. She got she's it fun. all. She's yeah. beautiful. She's fun. She she's funny. great. She's funny. She's great on video. But oh. why only fighting once a year, Jesse Jess? What's up with that? Since I mean, once a year since 2019. Is it, are we talking about injuries here? You should be fighting at least at least two, three times a year. And we, we all like you, so so do that for us. <laughs> yeah. And you probably didn't know this. She's also a... Dog a, lover. A knife lover. Is she? She is. Oh, shit. How did you know that? See, you, I knew you were going to love her, dude. She's into so, tattoos. She's into knives. I knew it. I knew so, when she... That's kind of neat. I told you you were really going to like her. But uh, that's who I got for my sleepers and bangers this week. You got uh, anyone else? <sighs> no, I'm with you. Okay, I'm cool. With you. Let's get to the slip picks. Last week's results, I went four for five. Ooh, my- look at you, big boy. <laughs> All right, I'll give that's you what she that. said. <laughs> You're five for five. Ooh, look at you, big boy. <laughs> You're five for five for five. Five, five, baby. five for five for funnies, four for five for picks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, I, like, hey, I'm gonna sit aside. This is a Lino P show today, that's, homie. That's right, baby. Uh, my wins were Izzy, Cannoneer, Bobby Green, and Casey O'Neill, and my loss was the Black Beast. Ian, he went three for four. He had Izzy, Casey O'Neal, and Ty Tiovasa for his wins, and his loss was the Blonde Brunson. Yeah. That was his loss. Yeah. This week's picks, I'm going with Johnny Walker. Oh, we are opposition. Cal Dacus. Okay, I, I'm with you. Buckley versus Alhassan to not go the distance. But I'm going to be pulling for Al Hassan, by the way. I'm going to be, I'm rooting for him. But okay. I just, that, I think that that's like the, that's a strong pick to say that this isn't going to go the distance. Uh, Jesse Jess 
And then the heart is Jim Miller for Ian. I almost have identical picks as you. Man, you really lost all faith in Johnny Walker. We used to be, man, were we high on that kid. And I'm, oh, man, we thought that we thought he was going to be champ for sure. You don't even want to pick him against Jamal Hill now. Not that Jamal Hill's no slouch, but and here's you know what I'm going to add a little more insight as to why I picked Hill because Walker's last performance, he played it safe. Super safe. He was gun shy. Gun shy, uneventful safe. And so that leads me to believe he's going to be pushed in one of two categories. He's either going to play it super safe again, which I don't necessarily think he will. And I think why do you say to, that? Um, because I think he's going to try to make up for last fight. Okay. And be a little more aggressive. <laughs> But I think he might add a level of recklessness and push it, that aggression a little too much and go a little little reckless, a little sloppy, and I think he's going to get caught. It's so, a good assessment. So I don't, think this, I don't think that fight will go the distance, and I think that's where it'll go wrong. He'll get oh, a little overzealous, man. and he's going to walk into something that Hill brings, and Hill's going to finish him. That choo-choo come to a screeching halt. He loses this one. But yeah. I like him. I know, I know. He I is, like him. I root for him. It's a shame him. when you see a fighter like that. You know what I mean? But I like him. We'll see. I, I like him. Hey, prove me wrong. Prove, yeah, prove Ian wrong. All right, so you got Hill. Who else? Basically, whatever you said. Cal Dawkins. Yep. Buckley. Alhassen did not go the distance. Yep. Jesse Jess. I'm not going to go with that fight. I'm going to stay away from that one, and I'm going to go Miller. Ooh, wow. Okay, so you're going... See, for everybody out there, so you, you know, Ian doesn't just pick P. He's not like me. He doesn't just pick his boys just because they're his boys. Ian has to really believe you're going to win. So you're going Jim Miller. You think he's really going to win. Cool. That's that's good. I do. That makes me happy. Okay, everybody, uh, those are our picks for the week. If you guys are betting, good luck to you. Hope you guys make a lot of money and tune in next week for the results. <laughs> All right. If fucking Ian's over here playing with his knife, <laughs> flicking his knife in and out. We're trying to do the manscape read. <laughs> like, you're, like you're, he doesn't know what's about to come up. Yeah, he's not even looking at me. He's flicking his knife in and out. You're interrupting me. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna do my. Are you gonna do a pretty little? I was gonna. No, I'm doing my spot here. Yeah, you're with the knife. You're I'm blowing sorry, up my spot. I fucked it up. Go ahead. <laughs> No, you're totally right. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was good. You could have played that off. I would have totally believed you. <laughs> um, so anyway, you know what? This this past week we had that title fight, right? And whether you agree with the judges or not, Robert Whitaker came up a little short, right? Sad, not so good. He came up short, mm-hmm. but coming up short isn't always a bad thing, my friend. Sometimes when you talk about below the waist grooming coming up short is exactly what you want it's exactly what you need an exact way to do it is the mower 4.0 by manscaped and while you're at that coming up short then finish it off with some of the products do a little ball wipes do a little spritzes and sprays and and you'll be all good then throw on them cushy boxer (laughs) breeze and you're on your way to 
Coming up short is a good thing. There you go. Coming up short is a good thing. And when you save money, it's a good thing. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code SLIPSTER20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code SLIPSTER20 at manscaped.com. And don't forget to buy that Slip the Jab merch. Go to slipthejabpodcast.com. Click on the store link. You got OG tees. You got OG hoodies. You got OG stickers. You got it all. All you got to do is buy it. That's it. It's only a click away. Put a stamp on it. <laughs> All right, let's get to the current events. <laughs> right. Ian, a lot of fans and creators on MMA Twitter, you know, they like to uh, fight from their couch, let's say. They Whoa. like to fight from behind the keyboard. But okay. two of them have recently decided to strap on the Velcro and do their talking inside the cage instead of behind the screen. That's fun. It is fun, fun, fun. fun that's what I told us. these. That's oh, what I yeah. told these dudes. Fun, fun, fun. Our good friend Ross from at Fourth Long Radio. He's having his first MMA fight against our new friend at Uncaged underscore Media. A lot of the details they're still being worked out, but what we know so far is that the fight will take place in Portland in or around November, December at light heavyweight. Both are starting their camps next week, and from what they told me, their exact words were, the first person to shoot is a bitch. <laughs> Gangster that. This is going to be fun because we don't have a dog in our race because we like you both. and That's true. We like you both. It's great. It's fun. Beat the hell out of each other and give a hug afterwards. Do you know why it's going to be even more fun? When I first heard of this, I said, are you guys being serious right now? Like, is this... Is this for real? Because there was promos. Here, as a matter of fact, let me play the promos first. Okay. So Ross from At Fourth Long Radio, he released his promo first. Here it is. Take a listen. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Monday. It's a beautiful 23 degrees here in Boise, Idaho. Just finished up a hell of a push workout. You know, nothing like a little chest day to start off, start off the week. Your natural chest day is always on the Monday. Got the tries and shoulders looking good. Then got my fat ass on the bike and uh, we got some big stuff happening. I have agreed to put on some gloves, strip half naked in front of a crowd and try to punch someone in the face in the middle of a cage. There has not been an exact date or location specified yet, but I have verbally agreed to a MMA fight. Today was day one of training, and all I got to say is, Jendo, you're taking everything I work for, motherfucker. I'm coming for you. It's going to be lights out by the end of the year. Let's get this thing. Have a great week, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> and then here was, fun, the, fun. Here, here was the response from Jendo he gave is this. Ladies and gentlemen, the cat may be out of the bag just a little bit. It does sure look like come December, November, somewhere, end of the year, I may just so happen to be putting on a pair of gloves, throwing down in the center of a cage against my man Ross from the 4th and Long. We are currently in talks with a few promotions in Oregon, a few promotions in Washington, and he is in touch with a promotion in Idaho as well. We'll be taking place on the West Coast some point this year, and uh, we really hope to put on a show, man. It shouldn't be anything too crazy, but first one to shoot's a dusty bitch that's from the mouth of ross himself so uh it should be a fun one <laughs> that's gonna be fun man we're excited for you guys yeah i'm super excited excited for this whenever i seen that i told them i said is this for real 
are you guys like seriously doing this? Like I got so excited. I said, dude, I want to cover it. Like if you guys are really doing this, I want to cover it. I want to cover the buildup. I want to do the presser. I want to interview you both separately, interview you guys together, do the presser before, do the post-fight presser afterwards. <laughs> like we're going to do this right. Maybe even com- I might even fly out there whenever they fight to do it. <clears throat> so they agreed to it to make us the official what People. would you ca- yeah the official like media coverage for this let's call fight it, let's call it presence that sounds more i like that that's very that's that's professional i had no idea <clears throat> how big ross is the one who was in the first video yeah yeah i'll be how big does he look to you he does he, in that video he looks like a 165er dude He's 6'3", he walks around at 235. What? That's what I said. He he what has a YouTube he, he has in? a YouTube channel that I watch his videos. Oh, this isn't like the first time I've ever seen him. It was in this video. I watch his videos all the time. He looks so small to me in the videos. He's 6'3", 235. He's bigger than me. Sick. He's six, He's way bigger than way bigger than me. He's 6'3" and 235. Isn't and, that crazy? He's cutting the 205. He's cutting he wants to get to 215 and then they're going to fight at 205. And then the other dude, then Jendo, Jendo, he's 230 walking around, but Jendo looked he looked bigger in the he video. Did, he did. He looked like a big dude. But Ross looks like like a baby. Yeah, in that car, usually I mean, I've seen a lot of 62 and plus people in a car, and they you're like, oh, they're tall. Look at them in their car. He didn't look yeah. large in his vehicle. Ross is 22, Jendo's 23, so they're this close is a in good age, matchup. close in size. This is a great matchup. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be awesome. So, so let's get this straight. <laughs> they have um, well, let's 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 count it up. Let's go March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, like November. They got nine to ten months. That's a lot of time to put in a camp. And they got to drop weight though, because they're not just. Well, he I has mean, all the time in the world. Yeah, so especially at that, if he's that big, if he's walking around at two thirty five, he can cut the two hundred five easy. Yeah, but they get, but you still got to put work in. Yeah, yeah, no, for that's sure. 30, that's thirty pounds. Sure. So that's not a. I mean, how how fast do you think? If, if what would be the quickest that he could get to two hundred five, cutting weight? Oh well. Here's the thing. When you have people that are wrestlers or professionals or people that have done this before. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. They could do that a lot quicker, but these are right. But what is it? What's what's the quickest they could? The professionals. Oh, from 235. Man, people could do that like 11 days out. There you go. Okay. So so nine months. I expect to see uh, both these men stepping on the scale looking lean. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> and I'm curious to see, or if you're submitting your purse, I'm, <laughs> I like it. And we negotiate what the hell you give up. <laughs> we tell you, you don't tell us. Yeah, we'll tell you what the percentage of your purse is that you're going to give to the other person. <laughs> that's going to be, it's going to be interesting because without seeing their full bodies, do they have that weight? Are they already fairly lean, a little bit? Do they have huge love handles? Like, it, I that think matters. Ross is. I, I I don't know about I don't know about Jendo, but I know Ross really like he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, eats super clean. Like he's really into like fitness. Uh, so I would say that he's really lean because I know he told me he wants to be two fifteen with eight percent body fat. 
is like a goal that he's working on right now. That's a serious goal. 8% so I mean, eight percent, no joke at that weight. Especially. Yeah, and you're not getting to eight percent anytime soon if you're not like semi close to it. You know, what I mean, you can't have like thirty six percent body fat. Yeah, think you're getting down to eight. Yeah, like fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, but he's like. This is going to sound funny. He reminds me of me on how obsessed I am with my weight, except for he puts in the work. <laughs> like, but he reminds me like he's he's like a chick when it comes to like his weight. Like he's always consumed with it. Food, like he you know he wants to eat food, but he knows he has to stay away. But yeah, he's actually putting in mad work every day. And cool. then there's me who just drank uh, eight barrels of whiskey. On, on, Super Bowl. on Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday and Franco's wings and <laughs> nachos because you had to bring up the fucking nachos and then now that, that had to get added to it yeah. was great the nachos made it I gotta be honest <laughs> I gotta be honest the nachos did make it yeah, it was great the nachos did make it but tell me what you think about this by the way before we move on tell me what you think about this slip the jab promotions okay I'm with you. But to start, we only set up bouts between influencers and people in the MMA Twitter community. <laughs> First of all, did you hear what you just said? I know where you're going. I know you where just, you're going. But what you, you just said <laughs> for months, we played circus combat, combat music yeah. over there. You hit that little <laughs> fancy button and you giggle your ass off. And now you want to be the circus combat promoter i'm but i'm not i'm we're not going to promote it as circus combat. no we're not going to promote it as like legit top tier boxing and mma like it's going to be what it is okay it's going to yeah. be mma uh twitter fighting circus combat <laughs> Look for a rat out. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine like Booger Beard versus for the people who listen, like Booger Beard versus Phil the MMA dude. Those dudes hate each other. I know kids are coughing up their parents' money to watch that. That would definitely sell. I'm the new Dana White, bro. Put it that way, Uncle Lino. Uncle Lino. <laughs> Uncle Lino Don King. <laughs> Uncle Lino Don King de la Hoya Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like you flow those all together there you man. Go. that was a lot of work there you go man oh there you go well all right guys we are obviously you can see we're, we're, we're really looking for this we're gonna have a lot of fun with this during the build like i said you guys lots of videos make as many videos please yeah as many as you guys can all right on the scale working out stills videos oh. leading up to we need because this is epic like they're deciding to they're diving into a world that they're not really a part of so that's a big like you should well document this not just for the fun of all of us interested but for yourself this is a legit journey you guys are taking so dude yeah like the documentary masvidal may will colby the grind documentary you guys should do that you definitely gotta document like how you're losing weight how you're training how the day went uh, a diary of some sort this that's good. It's big stuff. Yeah. What are you guys doing, man? Let's go. Get, get, get you guys need uh, managerial help. <laughs> <laughs> managerial. Okay, guys. Uh, we're excited. Keep us posted. Um, finally, uh, last but not least, on the current events, Habib. He ain't too happy with Cain Velasquez. Why? These days, he's, uh, he's a good guy. He's a little up. Uh, he's a little upset with him. Uh, Cain was uh, working out with him at his gym. Habib was teaching the whole class, and I guess Kane wasn't doing uh, 
his push-ups correctly, and Habib uh, got a little upset. Let's let's take a look. I I'm so excited to see a push-up video. One, one, no, 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 one, one, yeah, one, one, one. And here's Kane. One, two. One, two. That little Khabib's getting annoyed. Three, one, two, three. Your, your hips, you don't move your hip. You move only body. You have to move hip and arm together. Talking to Kane. Kane's doing it wrong. Like this, look, look. Not like this. Look, but my chest is touching. My chest is touching. Come on. Ken, you have to be like example for these people. <laughs> <laughs> you tell him, Habib. Oh, tell what, him. But listen. I tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. He has to be a good example. Right now, he's a bad example. <laughs> and he's bald, too. <laughs> what? Almost like your age. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like you, coach. Look how bad his push-ups are. They, they, they aren't good. <laughs> what happened with him? He's so disgusted with them for not doing Ian, I mean, to all fairness, those are terrible push-ups, right? I mean, as I pan the class, they're all terrible. But they're also not doing oh, these. Let me see. I was focused. They're on. all terrible. But here's why. They're not doing those at the beginning of the workout. They're near the. They're probably at the end, so they're all exhausted. So you know, when you get tired, form is crap. But yeah, they're all terrible. Everybody in the class is doing terrible push-ups. But you know, that's not surprising. Let me see. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. I'm scanning. Yeah, when you're exhausted, you keep your butt way up in the air Ooh, because wow. it takes the pressures off your anterior delts. And poor Kane, he's taking all the heat. And you're right. There's a lot of asses in the air. There's a lot of TPs. That's how, you, that's how you take a break. And, you know, you, yeah. you're not burning up your chest and anterior delts and your triceps by doing that. You straighten your arms, get your butt up in the air. Because they're making them. That dude's That good makes you corner. wait. You have to wait. He's doing the counts on him. Habib's problem. Maybe that's, that's why Habib said what he did to him. You got to be an example. Like, you set the example. You know, these other guys, they're not doing it good, but you're Cain Velasquez. You were a champ. Yeah, you the champ. Yeah, you you the, what many people argue is the GOAT, maybe. And is he coming back? No. No, no, no. He, nah. Some people are teasing. Do you no. want to see him back? Is he coming no. back? Is no, and too many back? injuries. You know what somebody said to me once? <clears throat> somebody said, who was the greatest heavyweight? And I jumped in the conversation. I said, I don't know. I said, maybe an, maybe an uninjured cane. And then somebody else jumped in the conversation and said, yeah, but that was like for two weeks. <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was the best comeback ever. It's just so funny because that's sort of what it feels like with Kane. It's like he's always battling injuries. If he, if he didn't have as many injuries or get injuries. Goat? That's see, that's what I'm saying. Been the goat, he would have. I mean, yeah, he was just too. His gas tank was too good. His hands and speed were too fast. He could knock you out. His wrestling and mauling you. His cardio wrestling. was yeah. insane for a heavyweight. I think that's why I like Cyril gone so much. 
because it's just not normal at heavyweight to look like that. You don't see that often. You know what I'm no. saying? No. Yeah, Kane, I can't think of uh, who. I mean, yeah, the heavyweights. Can you catch Kane and clip him? Yeah, we saw, we saw Junior. And um, <clears throat> wasn't it uh, <clears throat> Nganu? So you, 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 I think Nganu beat Kane. He clipped him on the side of the head. Did he? I don't remember that. Let me see. I'll look it up. Uh, Keep so, talking. Yeah, he could. Can he get hit and knocked out? Because he's he's not a big heavyweight. Kane is not a big heavyweight. He's one of the smaller ones when you talk about the people that are cutting for two sixty five. Yeah, but Ngannou was his last loss. Okay, I thought it was Ngannou. He was like barely clipped, like barely clipped him. Well, there you go. Ian gave his opinion on whether or not it was a good push up. Ian was so excited when I brought it up during the pre-show <laughs> meeting. He was like, oh, are you kidding me? Are you serious? I love to see if people have proper form when it comes to a push up. Only Ian Ebbett would get that excited about something like that. Here, here's two things that, that really bother me. If you can't do a proper push up or a proper jumping jack. And to be honest. Why can't you do a proper jumping jack? Who can't do a proper jumping jack? There are. Like you saw in that video, just like you saw 19 people doing the most crap push-ups, and I already told you sort of probably why. I'm not saying that they always do crap ones when you're yeah, tired. Yeah, they're fatigued. Who knows? There are so, I was mind-blown till I, you know, till I was dealing with new adults, repeated adults, athletes. All right, we're going to do a warm-up, you know? Let's start with three minutes of jumping jacks. Unbelievable. Like... Like, Why? Who it, can't do a jump in it? What's so different? Like, the be, rhythm is it, off? It was like me trying to speak a foreign language. Push-up makes sense. If you're like, hey, I need you to speak Lithuanian, <laughs> and here's five minutes to prepare. <laughs> Lithuanian. That's how bad people are with jumping jacks. Like, have you ever... Did you have gym class as a kid? Like, you're like 28. Have you ever yeah. had a gym class? Have jumping jacks ever, are fun. Have you ever, they're fun to do, just in general. They're fun. Well, they're fun, and they're a great full-body exercise, and they build muscle. It's a really? fantastic exercise. And to watch people to be horrible. And granted, if you're not an athletic individual, gym wasn't your thing, blah, 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 and this is a new journey. Okay, I get that. But I've seen people that did sports, were wrestlers, were boxers, were many years of sports. And I say do a jumping jack. And like, where the hell did you come from? Is this the first <laughs> time you saw a jumping jack? My good, terrible. They, they don't have the coordination to put. So that's what it is. The coordination, right? Yeah. The rhythm and the coordination. And I'd have to tell them like, again, when your feet are together, your hands are at your side. Mm -hmm. You're like a stick. And then you're all like a butterfly. And you're <laughs> like a butterfly. A and then you're a butterfly. Yeah. And then you're a stick. And then you're a butterfly. And there's a repeat. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> and it blows my mind. It's it's unreal. And then I would make them uh excuse me, I had to take a drink. Once you get to that level, <laughs> I would make you do the jumping jacks on me. So it's on my count. Okay. You can't do them faster, you can't do them slower. So the whole class and what we do is when we come down, instead of putting our uh, hands at the side, I have you punch your abs as hard as you can. So you come down as hard as you can with fists, you know, and hit your knuckles and fists to your abdomen. So you flex and hit and go back up. So That makes sense. You took people who can't do a normal jumping jack and you made it harder, more difficult to do them. 
<laughs> Sorry. Slightly. Yeah, you didn't make it easier. You made it more difficult. <laughs> and then I'm like, on me. So when I'm up, you're all up. When I'm down, you're down. Within three seconds, like, I'm up, you're down, you're dead. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Simon says, motherfucker. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> like, no, you're on my count. That means yeah. watch me. If you're going too fast, slow it down, which that was hardly the case. Oh, you, man, talk about it. You want me to finally oh, tell you a lot of the, the one arm push-ups in high school thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, because I didn't tell you earlier. So um, I used to be really good at one arm push-ups. I still can do them somewhat, but not like I, I used to when I was an athlete. Um, I wonder if I'm going to get this teacher in trouble. I, I just won't say his name, I guess. But in Central, I went to Central Catholic. It was a private all-boys school, and it was sort of military-like. Uh, okay. You know, you wouldn't necessarily call it a military school, but it had certain rules that it was in like a military school umbrella to where they could kick you out for literally anything. Like they could just tell you like, we're kicking you out. And you're like, but you don't have reason. And it's like, well, we don't need to have reason. This is a military school. Get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's how it was. You had to have your, <clears throat> you had to have your, your sideburns at a certain length. They couldn't be below. You couldn't have facial hair. Your tie had to be all the way up. It was like super duper strict. And um, there was this one teacher there. And he used to give you a choice if you did something wrong. He used to say, okay, you can come up here and you can get a six-inch blow. (laughs) (laughs) And what a six-inch blow was is... Oh, I know what it is. You do? (laughs) (laughs) What's the thing that Bruce Lee has that I said is sounds dirty too? (laughs) A one-inch death punch? (laughs) (laughs) I said it sounds dirty. You did say that. I remember that. This is a six-inch blow. So what it is... Is he he would take a he would take a book, okay, an encyclopedia, like a big ass thick book. Yep, and he would count six inches away from your head. You would go like this, and oh, go, boom, man, and blast you in the head, and it would knock you out. <sighs> like kids would get laid out. That's crazy. So you can either That's take crazy, yeah, you can either take the six inch blow, or you could take detention and suspension or whatever was coming to you. Most people took the six-inch blow. But when I used to get in trouble, he used to tell me, do one-arm push-ups. Like, if you can come to do the one-arm push-ups up, up in front of the class. And he'd embarrass the hell out of me, and I have to do one-arm push-ups forever in the, <laughs> the class. And then, like, as soon as I get tired, I have to, like, take another second. He'd be like, no, just keep going. Like, And he'd keep teaching the class, and I'm just doing one-arm push-ups. That's so funny. Because he wasn't hitting me with no goddamn six-inch book. I give a fuck. I lived in detention. So he he knew. Like he knew that I would have taken detention. Yeah. So and, and that didn't phase you enough. Yeah, but one on push-ups, I I I don't care. I gotta go football practice after this anyway. So let's 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 go. But um That's funny. Yeah. You know, in my gym class. Boop. Dude just used to fall over. <laughs> un- that is the craziest. Unconscious. That un- is so crazy. Imagine saying I didn't go to school in the fifties. We're, yeah. we're talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about I my high That's school crazy. was ninety nine to two thousand and three. I was in high school. That's not that far no. back for kids to be. That's wild. I mean, they used to beat the fuck out of kids. Like it, like if two two kids were like fighting, they grab and they didn't stop fighting. You might get hit. One of the the teachers might hit you because <laughs> you didn't stop hitting the other kid. So and you didn't do anything. You didn't hit the teachers back. Like mm-hmm. I remember there was one kid who did. He like swung back. 
And we were like, <gasps> was he out? He's a dead. He's a dead. I don't know. The, that kid got taken away. I don't even know if we ever seen him again. <laughs> he didn't live. <laughs> no, but we were always, we were like, oh my God. I can't believe he just did that. Because like you were worried about getting expelled. You were worried about your parents showing up and then beating the shit out of you. Like, you're like, dude, I'll just, just do whatever you want. Hit me. I just don't want to get, yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. call my parents. Yeah. That's all you were worried about. Just like, don't call my parents. Now, you see these videos all the time flo- floating around online. These kids, they're scrapping with the teachers. Oh, yeah. the, they, like, they instigate the teacher. Yeah. And then bully the teacher. It's yeah. crazy. Man. Not how I grew up, dude. We didn't do it. We were terrified of our teachers. Ter- terrified of them. Terrified yeah, of that's them. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's it. The six inch, six inch blow. That's wild. <laughs> my, so- my gym class, as a senior, uh, I had the one teacher, good old uh, Mr. Goot. <laughs> Mr. Goot. That's a cool Gutenberg. name. Gutenberg. Uh, oh, okay, we'll okay. Mr. Goot. And he's gotcha. a, he was like a, I don't know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wow. Really? Like he was a, he was built like him? Yeah. He was a big, get to the chopper. He was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. That was so decent. <laughs> get down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so gold. The truth is, we made this podcast so I could just test out my, <laughs> my, all, all your, yeah, all, all your. Uh, dialects and yeah. accents but i would show up for gym class i'd show up late every single day i'd show up late oh shocker and <laughs> <laughs> ian, ian was late to something shocker <laughs> nothing stayed changed <laughs> and every day like you'd have to line up perfectly on the line and he would just look at his little blue grading book and call your name and you'd be like here 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 you just run down the list and you here and walk sort of sideways but out, way out front and um so I'd be late, and I knew you can't be late. So I'd come, and I'd try to sneak up the steps <laughs> quiet, and I was farther down the line. And the line's a wall, a wall of people. So I'm like, quickly, and he's not paying attention. He's looking at his book, just calling names and hearing people. And I'd quickly, like, sneak behind all these people and then stand up straight, you know, in the line. Mm-hmm. Except that sneaky guy was always somehow watching. He had, like, a sixth sense. <laughs> so he's never looked up, and he'd be, like, calling his name, blah, blah, blah. Smith, Anderson, Henry, Ebbett, out here, give me 50. Oh. And I'm like, Ugh. so some of the time, you know, after I'd have to get out in front of everybody and do 50 push-ups, and that was the start. And then eventually he got, I don't know, tired of that, so he, so he bumped it up if you did something wrong. And then uh, I'd have to go do the stairs. No more clicky-clicky no over more there. <laughs> no more clicky-clicky. No more clicky I'd have to go do the stairs up the stairs from the gym down to the locker room uh-huh. and back up with two 50-pound dumbbells, in one in each hand. Oh, I couldn't shit. set them down. And he'd be like, 50-pound dumbbells? One in, in each, each hand. hand you had go, 100 pounds altogether? And go up Dude, and you down. didn't even weigh 100 pounds. I graduated at 119 pounds. <clears throat> I graduated high school at 119. And I had to carry 100 pounds up and down the steps. He'd be like, three times or five times, like nonstop, up, down, up, down, carrying 100 pounds. So, because he's like, all right, the push-ups aren't working. I'll really, yeah. uh, and it still didn't work. I just got stronger. <laughs> my dumb ass was still laid every Good job, day. Mr. Goop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Goot, whatever your name was. Oh, but Arnold. <laughs> yeah, he was. He's a big, good guy. We Everybody loved him. Well, Ian, uh, you want to get anything off your chest? 
Eric Challenge is coming up, folks. I'm not going to go through the whole spiel, but uh, go out there and get your sweet tea. Do a little uh, video or still photo. It has to have you and uh, the the sweet tea in the frame or in the video. Be creative. Be fun. We're going to do it February 26th. It's a tribute to... I started it, the Eric Challenge, for my little brother that died. Uh, it'll be five years come February 26th, so let's celebrate life instead of death. We all had somebody we... We love and miss and is gone. So let's use that to celebrate and turn a sad day into a, a, a good, memorable one. Thanks. Yeah, I hear that. Um, do you want to save the hint? Why don't I drop a hint? We'll, we'll drop a hint on our Twitter about what we have coming up on tap because we missed it. We were supposed to bring it up during the Shui Vasa mm. and we missed it. So do you want to drop the hint on Twitter instead? Yeah. Okay. And then next week we'll reveal it. On the podcast. We'll have more time. We're three hours in now. We'll reveal it and talk a little bit about it. Yeah, we got big stuff coming. <clears throat> right, because I don't just want to gloss over it and do it real quick, because I'm sure the listeners, they really want to know the details of it, and then the people involved in it would appreciate if we go into detail about it. They're yeah. not going to like it if we, you know, you know, like how we do the Manscaped read. They're not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, all official and... Yeah. Prepped and straightforward. <laughs> yeah. So we'll do it next week. Uh, I want to get something off my chest real quick. To everybody out there, if you know any uh, anyone who makes music, any music producers, I'm looking for somebody to collaborate with and help me make a new intro song for our Getting to Know MMA Twitter series. I want one completely different. I don't want to use our music mm-hmm. that you and I use for that. Um, I already have the idea. I already know what I want. I know what needs to be done. I just need somebody with really good mixing skills and who listens, who listens. I have to preface that. And follow directions. And follows directions because Ian and I have bad luck with people uh, when we try to do anything for the podcast with them. We literally give them a blueprint, but they don't know how to follow the blueprint. This is very easy if somebody has good mixing skills. Um, I just need something chopped up. It's a sample I want chopped up, and then I want it laid on a decent enough uh, instrumental. So um, in fair warning, don't ever put a, a post or tweet something out asking something similar like this on Twitter. I got about 20 to 30 catfishes all banging, smoking Filipino chicks. I mean, smoking girls. <laughs> and they're I like, never guess this. Yeah, me never. do intro, me do intro. You need intro, me do intro. I do for you, I do for you. And I'm like, no, I'm like, are you a music producer? I need a song made. And they're like, yeah, 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 song made. Look, here's a video I made. And I'm like, no, this isn't what I need. I need a song made. I don't even need, it doesn't have to have any video to it. I want the audio made. What you guys hear on our intro at the beginning of our podcast, I want that for getting to know MMA Twitter. Much shorter, too. It's going to be like 25 seconds or less. Cool. Cool. Um, All right. Let's get to the post-fight song of the week, shall we? Let's go. This week's post-fight song of the week goes to... For that man right there. There he is. There he is. Bam Bam. Hello. 
such a good song. <laughs> and he's a silly dude. Mm-hmm. What are the odds this fight's on right now? What are the odds? Funny. It's crazy. When she hits those high notes, dude, it's an impossibility to even, like, try to do it. When she hits it like that, oh, daddy, daddy, like, it's so hard. Hey, listen, Good dude. Good choice. Okay. Good timing. Bam Bam, <clears throat> I love you. I love you because without you, this wouldn't be possible. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I had Last week was Valentine's Day. Had a song picked out for months, for months, ready to play this song for Valentine's Day that I was going to play. He walks out to Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I had to throw an audible. Everything changed up because I thought to myself, there is no way I'll ever get to play this song again. No, you can't fit that in. No. <laughs> he opens hey, go ahead. The take window. six for six or, or seven for seven or whatever. <laughs> That's, That's what she, what she said. said. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. So I had to, um, I had to throw an, an audible and in, in play this for Bam Bam. So I feel like today was a lot for Bam Bam. Should we lost song, yeah. post-fight song of the week. Ian. And- Sorry, go ahead. I had a question Cindy for you. Cindy Lauper. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. She's a beast. She looks, other than she has crow's feet around the eyes, that's the only difference between her and 40 years ago. Yeah, like, she, she got something wrong with her. I forgot what it is now. She has some sort of disease. Is it a skin illness? It's something it's like a skin that. Thing, but yeah. Seeing her in commercials now. Like same build, same, same voice, voice, same hair, <laughs> yeah, you same know that style. Voice. And the only thing is, like, if you look close, when the camera gets close, you know, she has a couple little wrinkles around her eyes. That's it. I'm like, how have you not aged in 40 years, but barely? Yeah. It's crazy. How old were you 
<clears throat> when this song came out. It came out in 1983. I was eight. Okay, you were, and then you, you can't even answer this question. Wait, it came out in 83? Yeah, you can't answer and like this question. like nine. Okay, you were nine. Okay, you were still a baby then. I was curious, when this song came out, was it like, uh, like, would you get beat up if you were a dude and you liked this song? Because this song's hard, dude. This song's good so song. good. Like, this is almost like I put this on like a, like a Karma Chameleon, like Boy George. Like, that song is so ill, but uh, people will, like, try to make fun of you if you, I mean, they don't do that shit to me. Because <laughs> I like the song. I don't give a damn what you think. <laughs> I love it. I just posted it on Twitter the other day. But I was curious, like, when this song came out, Girls Just Want to Have Fun... Like, were dudes allowed to like it, too, and, and bang to it? But you're too young. You won't be able to answer that question for me. But, I mean, that song's timeless. So even in high school, we would listen to that song. Okay, and what was it like? Like, we're, Because things were a lot different back then, too. Like, men being manlier, manlier and shit like that. I mean, I think it's like anything else. Like, I, like you said, I, we'd listen to Boy George. We'd yeah. listen to Cyndi Lauper. And, you know, but there was also the rap game that we liked. So it's, hey, we're going to, we love our 80s because we grew up in the 80s. And then all of a sudden it's, well, there's rap music now because, mm-hmm. you know, we're into the 90s now. So I don't know. I, I'm i like you. I have this eclectic taste. So I yeah. don't care what, I used to work at a pizza shop in, in high school at the Italian Village in Century 3 Mall. And I would sing Boy George songs. Uh, <laughs> while I was, My man. I'd sing the same song. Uh <laughs> Which I tumble for you. <laughs> I would just sing. <laughs> I, I tumble for you. Yeah, that's a good song. And then my boss would be in the back, the owner, and there's like a camera that sees you. And I'm out front where there's customers everywhere. And like, Ian, stop saying. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, just, just stop it. Because so, I was a Listen, you go back singer. to your office and go give me a drink with an umbrella in it and shut your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I'm still giving pizza. <clears throat> I'm just singing badly for people, too. Mm-hmm. I remade this song in high school. But it was a hip hop song, and it was a, it was a dude saying girls just want to have fun. When you and it was to, to the beat. Oh, I never I never laid it down. What I never right. I made the beat. When's the problem? Ian, do you know how many songs I have that are the beat with the lyrics that aren't made? I'm talking thousands. Oh, what are you thousands, chipping? Ian? Ian, I will. Play. Why I, are you chipping us? I have thousands of just instrumentals that I made. And that I still remember, like if I put them on, I can do the whole song for you, do the hook, do the everything. But I, I never laid them down, like they didn't make the cut. But I, yeah, I did this. Girls just want to have fun. All right, and it was the all beat. Right, slipsters, who wants to hear Lena work on this little project for you guys? No, I'm already working on one that's taken up a, a ton of time. The one that's the MMA one I told you about. Oh yeah, yeah. To that Japanese yeah. beat. I'm already. Yeah, my 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 schedule's full. All right, it's um, on the to do list. Once yeah. that one's out, I'll bug you again. But I was always shocked that nobody remade this song. And you know what song I was always shocked they didn't remake? That I remade as well. Tom's Diner. One of my favorite. One of my all time favorites. Dude, the the beat is perfect. It took two seconds when I remade that into a hip hop beat. But there's a song somebody used that beat. Somebody used that beat within like the last three or four years in a song. They did. They they cut it a little short, so it's a little harder to recognize. They they didn't do the. Oh, they full. just did. Yep. And like that. No, you got to play the whole thing. Oh, I agree. It's one of the best. And I used to, I had her album. Um, and it's funny if you've ever had her album. 
I think it was the album was called Solitude, I believe. Uh, it also had Luca on there. You remember that song? Yeah, yeah. Well, Tom's Diner is acapella. So the, the that's beat, probably what I used when I was sampling to make it. It's it's acapella, and it wasn't until the you know the other group remade it and added the yeah. the beat, which made it hard. But even in the acapella, there's one verse, there's one lyrical verse missing from the the one we know, the club version. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, hmm. I'm like, Maybe wait a minute. The one why I'm did they not? Of. Why did they? Why did they leave this one verse out? I don't understand why they left it out. So it's it's not just an acapella version; it's a totally different version that's acapella. It's the same one. They just there's one extra verse that's huh. in the acapella that's not in when they added the music in the club version. Oh, that's interesting. It is because there's no when you listen, it makes sense. There's I can't think of any good reason why you didn't like why you cut that out, why you didn't have it in there. Hmm. There's uh, to me listening. I wonder if we can find it. I have to look for it. The 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 one you're talking about, the acapella. I might have it on my phone. Okay, I, I we're gonna have to check it out. Yeah. All right, everyone, that's it for our show today. Please don't forget to like and subscribe, rate and retweet. If you want to support the show, you got two ways to do it. Go to our website at slipthejabpodcast.com and get some merch by clicking on the shop link, or you could drop a donation, aka slips to contribution, by clicking on the support the show link. And you could buy Ian a new iPad. He needs it. His shit's hurting. You want him to keep going? You want him to be here? You hear about him? Ha ha ha! <laughs> buy him an iPad. If you like what we're doing on Twitter and you want to show some love on there, you can make a donation by scrolling up to the top of the page and clicking on the money icon if you want to reach out to us you know where to find us we're on twitter at slip the jab pod myself at lino p412 and ian at ian ebbets once again thank you all for listening we love talking to you guys and until next time enjoy the fights stay safe and we'll see you next week thanks guys from casuals to fanatics we just want to say thank you to everybody for listening if you love us as much as we love you then smash that like button smash that share button and send us off to your friends most importantly if you haven't already don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review you can also follow us on twitter facebook and even its little brow brow instagram not into social media not a problem. Swing on by slipthejabpodcast.com and send us a message the old-fashioned way via email. We'd love to hear your feedback, answer any questions you might have, or simply chop it up with you. Thanks again to everyone for joining us. Enjoy the fights, and we'll see you next time.